Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The best team in baseball, the fear factor is there for the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw down, injured. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. The Dodgers two and a half games ahead of the Astros for the top record in baseball and home field advantage. And there on a Sunday afternoon on a hot day in L.A., down goes Kershaw. Down goes Kershaw. Not quite snap, crackle, pop, but definitely something not right. With the top pitcher in baseball out after only two innings, tightness in his lower back. That's it. He's out. The Dodgers beat the Braves. That was after Kenley Jansen vomited all over the mound at Dodger Stadium against the former cheating Cardinal Fat Adams, who's lost a lot of weight and still knows how to hit at Dodger Stadium. It's a home run for the Atlanta Braves to tie it in the ninth, but Logan Forsythe. Coming up big, bailing out Kenley Jansen so the Dodgers win a random regular season game in July. And the Dodgers are continuing to march on. They lost a couple against Atlanta. I was a little concerned. I thought maybe I'd have to do an hour of MLS radio. Uh, I made a bet with a total stranger 
some jabroni that called the show last week, and if the uh, he's a big Atlanta homer, and if you remember last week's show, if you heard the podcast, he said that the Braves were going to sweep the Dodgers. And I said, of course, uh, well, okay, I'll give you an hour of airtime if that happens. And it looked pretty good two days in to that particular series, and then all of a sudden, kaboom, uh, in, in the face of that particular nondescript Atlanta-area homer. Uh, that's that's how that went down. But let's focus in here on the subplot, which is all about Clayton Kershaw. It's all about Clayton Kershaw and everyone buzzing here. And the trolls were out. The I did not feed the trolls. There was no feeding of the trolls on my part, but the trolls were out. Oh, the Dodgers are done. Kershaw can't pitch anymore. He's got a bad back. It's all over for the Dodgers. I heard it all. All the scumbags came out, and they were trying to pile on there, salt in the wound and all this, and I'm having none of it. I am having none of it. I know that's the focus. It's all about Clayton Kershaw and his lower back, but let's talk about this. And the question here is rather simple. How concerned should the Dodgers be? Forget the Dodger fans. The Dodgers themselves, the top team in professional baseball at this point, they played 99 games out of the 162 championship game schedule the Dodgers have. So at this particular point, what's the level of concern for the Dodgers right now regarding Clayton Kershaw and his lower back? So I I decided that we will do something we very rarely do, but this is a special night. This is a special occurrence. So we will pull out the patented Maller scale of anxiety for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And you know the drill. You know how this works. It's between – 1 in 10, 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest level of panic for the Los Angeles Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw. I'm going to go low. I'm going to go a 6, which is more than halfway, but not much more than halfway. I got this at a 6. There there are three things on Kershaw going on the disabled list. Number one, precautionary. Number two, comfortable. And number three, motivating. Those are the three things here regarding Kershaw going out for the Dodgers. We'll lead off with the fact that Kershaw has been and continues to be the top regular season pitcher in baseball. That is not my opinion. That is a fact. Uh, That is the way it is. Now, we can certainly talk about playoff baseball. That's a different animal. The Dodgers have 69 days left in the regular season until that final Sunday of regular season baseball, and the playoffs will begin a week after that. So they got about 75 days to play with here with Kershaw. And they've got 63 regular season games to get through. Kershaw so far has made 21 starts. Even the start on Sunday counts, even though he only went two innings, two stinking innings in that game. That particular start, adding on to Kershaw's record because the Dodgers eventually won. In the 21 starts, do you know what the Dodgers' record is when Kershaw toes the rubber at the beginning of the game? How about 19 and 2? That's a 905 winning percentage when Kershaw is scheduled as the starting pitcher for the Dodgers. And he is getting paid insane money, insane money. Uh, and you expect to get legendary results when you pay the insane amount of money out, which the Dodgers have done for some time with Clayton Kershaw. And how long is he going to be out? Now, I will be realistic about this. I'm going to be realistic about this. And looking at the Dodgers' schedule and where they stand right now, uh, I would say he – well, he's definitely out. We know he's going to miss two starts. But I would say, considering that he missed two months last season 
with a herniated disc in his back. They say this is not as bad, but that's the knee-jerk reaction. They will know more later on on Monday. I would say that Kershaw is away at least until the 1st of September. Anything before that, any kind of an appearance in August, is a net positive, right? That's a net positive. And and, uh, this is, and I was trying to explain to my friend, one of my, several actually my friends who were texting me, uh, giving me their condolences on the Dodgers season, was the fact that this is LeBron James-like, right? This is LeBron James-like. Now, LeBron James takes time off from Cleveland season. He's perfectly healthy. He takes time off because he's just not feeling. He's not feeling, right? You know, a little vacation, you know, and all that stuff. Got to be healthy for the playoffs. Well, rest and relaxation are now on the agenda for Clayton Kershaw. He will keep his innings down. Uh, and thus project you know, further and further in the playoffs where he'll be able to be fresher when you go further in the playoffs. And so this is a precautionary measure. With the, At this point, until we find out his arm has fallen off and he's going to be amputated, this is all a precautionary measure. It's a back injury. Uh, let's hear from Clayton Kershaw, the man of the hour, who is not happy, although he's never happy, Kershaw. He's upset about, he's upset about something all the time. But in this particular case, he's upset because of that back I've done uh, just countless, countless hours of back maintenance and rehab and everything, just trying to stay healthy and felt really, really good up to this point. So, yeah, there's definitely some frustration there for sure. But there is a silver lining uh, to every negative, uh, to every positive, there's a negative or vice versa, however that goes. Uh, here's Kershaw, and he points out, this is not as bad as it has been. It's not that bad, kind of. I mean, obviously, I'm not optimistic just because I got taken out of the game. But at the same time, some of the symptoms aren't, you know, as bad as they could be. So, uh, yeah, hopefully find out more tonight. Yes. Well, we, we haven't found out anything tonight. So the Dodgers will wait till Monday afternoon, and then they will make that announcement. Uh, Dave Roberts, who was the guy in the dugout, made a bizarre move bringing Kenley Jansen in the eighth inning, but that's a different conversation. This is all about Clayton Kershaw. And uh, the decision to take out Clayton Kershaw, Dave Roberts, explain the logic. Expl- I think we know the logic, but to tell the idiots the, the logic, please. Had two outs, wanted to finish the inning, and as he was taking those practice throws, start the throws looked okay. And just after that inning, wanted to make sure, you know, we didn't do anything to, you know, as a precaution. We're going to get some tests done, and, and we'll figure out. We'll know more uh, tomorrow. You know, we'll, we'll, I, I mean, I just don't want to speculate. Dave did that interview from the toilet. He was actually in the bathroom there. He's got high ceilings and tile floors. Somewhat awkward that you would hold a news conference like that in the bathroom at Dodger Stadium. Here's more from Dave Roberts, who points out that uh, every injury is unique. This one's unique for Kershaw. You know, there wasn't any, um, you know, shooting pain down the leg or the, uh, the sensations that he felt last year. So that's encouraging. Yeah. You know, what he means to our ball club, how he's been throwing, you know, obviously, you know, when, and, and his history. So, yeah, there's there's some pause. So, um, again, we, we got to do the scans, let the medical guys do their thing, and then, you know, gather information. All right. So, again, precautionary and comfortable. The Dodgers have the top record in baseball, they've got cushion. And if you're going to fall down, you want to have a bunch of pillows to fall on top of. And furthermore, when you break this down, Clayton Kershaw's injury is actually going to work as a net positive here for the Dodgers because why? It adds 
some extra fuel to the trade fire and the rumors that have been going around that the Dodgers are going to be very aggressive at the July 31st trade deadline, which is, oh, by the way, a week from today is the non-waiver baseball trade deadline, and the Dodgers have been apparently uh, kicking the tires on big-name pitchers, some of them washed up like Justin Verlander, others of them uh, from Oakland who get hurt quite a bit and are up and down, Sonny Gray, and you Darvish has also been mentioned from the Texas Rangers. All of those guys are in play. They're all fair game. And the the Dodgers are trying to erase the blight of not getting to the World Series, not winning the World Series since 1988. So all of the the reinforcements are welcome. And adding to the bullpen is also a possibility. But the last thing, last thing on this Kershaw deal, the 2017 Dodgers have not been a one-man band. See, there's this argument by some of the low-information dubs. Well, that's all. Now Kershaw's out there done. The fact is that it has been a collaborative effort that has gotten this particular baseball team to where they are, and they have used the disabled list, the Dodgers, more than any other team in baseball. They've used it 31 times. Uh, 18 pitchers have gone on. 18 different times pitchers have gone on on the disabled list for the Dodgers. So it's been a collective effort, both getting hurt and players who play performing well. And out, I, I read somewhere where the Dodger rotation, outside, if you take Kershaw out of the rotation, and he's leading baseball and ERA and all that, you take Kershaw out of the Dodger rotation, and the Dodgers would still have, without Kershaw, the second lowest earn run average in baseball behind Arizona. Even without Kershaw. They're, they're 14 games above 500 without him, and an earn run average of 3.65. All of that good stuff. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. If you want to be part, you know how to get a hold of us. Give us a buzz. And also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. Our Facebook fan page, Ben Maller Show. That's Ben Maller Show. And, as always, uh, you can uh, reach out to us. All the guys on the show, including Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia. Hello there, Ben Maller. Hello, Edmund. And uh, no, I did not do a whole Maller monologue on Steven Strasburg, who also had to leave a game for the the Washington Nationals. Yeah, that's unusual for him. He's uh, usually very uh, yeah. sturdy. Well, they said he had slight achiness, a little stiffness in the throwing arm. Apparently, yeah. no, they said slight achiness. I, I saw in his stiffness. Is what I saw. No, no, I saw achiness. Okay, all right. He that's what Strasburg. He described the problem as slight achiness. It's a problem. You ever had that, Eddie, that achiness? Yeah, sure. What about stiffness? Have you had that problem? <laughs> well, I don't consider that a problem. <laughs> you might want to see a doctor if it lasts too long. That's though, true. You? but uh, They give you a shot and take care of that. Is before. that what they do? They give you a shot? That's what, I was, that's what Danny G told me. That's, uh, that's what <laughs> he that told right? me uh, off the air. It was a private conversation? Yeah. Yes, uh, that's what he said. So. You, you do know that the Dodgers, uh, without Clayton Kershaw, are done. You do, you do know that. Well, right? I heard that last year. They got to the final. They got to the final four. They got. They were a couple wins away from the World Series, and they actually played oh, great nice. without Kershaw last year. So I am very confident. I'm not concerned about this. Maybe I Come should on. be. I'm not. I am not concerned about this. They are. They are so much better then, than then everyone you have, else. Then you have your head in the sand. I do not have my head in the you sand. Do. You want to make a bet? Let's make With, a bet. Yeah, without Clayton Kershaw, they have no chance of winning the World Series. That's incorrect. You are factually okay. incorrect. If Clayton Kershaw, Kershaw is. It does not pitch in the postseason. What's the Dodgers which is, which record? Which is, I mean, we're way from that. But I'm just saying, yes. if he doesn't, I will days. bet you whatever you want, they won't win the World Series. All right, but 
let's see what the Dodgers' record is. So you're Mr. Doom and Gloom. I don't do negative I don't, radio. I don't care what their record is. If you, they don't have Clayton Kershaw in the postseason, they got to turn well, to Alex Wood as their number one no, starter? No, no, hold, no. You're, that's, you don't know Dodgers. Rich Hill, right there. Bam. Start him oh, game oh, okay, one. Okay, Rich Hill. Hill. Guy's great. Same thing. He's an all-star last year. He's wonderful. No chance. Best, of winning the best World five inning pitcher in baseball is Rich Hill. Can't go more than five, but for five innings, well, that's the great. Guy is the, are they going to shorten the postseason games to five uh, innings? Again, this is where you're wrong again, Eddie. You're you're being, you're sounding stupid. The, <laughs> no, Dodger, <I'm> not. <laughs> the Dodger bullpen's amazing. Lights out, amazing bullpen. Great, stunningly good bullpen. Mm-hmm. And the Braves won't be in the playoffs, so Kenley Jansen oh, doesn't thank, have to worry. Thank goodness, they don't have to worry about facing Matt Adams or Fat Adams in the playoffs. He's not going to be yeah. there. So they got I, a great bullpen. This is good for the show. Like as I said, the Dodgers. This is good for the show. It's good for there's the show. No, there's no failure. To, to They're you, the top team. The top team in baseball. Pe- there's no that are failure at all. That no. you are panicking about. I am this. not panicking. You are. I said sweating. Six. I see sweat I'll on your make, brow. There's no sweat at all. Although I cannot control the air conditioner here anymore <laughs> since they renovated the studio, I have well, no way to turn covered, the air conditioner. They covered it up. I'm a little. Yeah, they covered up the lights and the air conditioning in the studio. It's a smart move. Yeah. So climate, whatever the bosses want the climate to be, I'm apparently good with. I used to now, make this an icebox. Now I would make this as I, like when I go to hotels, I always make it as cold as I can I make understand. it. So I feel you like don't have get, to pay for the air conditioning. I feel like Why I'm not? getting a bonus. Yes, but at you the still hotel. turn the lights down, even though they covered up the lights too. I do. How do you? How have you figured that out? I just press my hand against the wall <laughs> until I find the lights, and then I slide the thing down. That's what I do. It's like yeah. a secret passageway. Yeah, it's great. Now, eventually, someone's going to come in here, and I'm not going to be the person to do this. If management's listening, I will not be the person to do this. But someone's going to come in here with a knife and cut a hole out Uh-oh. around the air conditioning and around the light. And that's fine and good. The problem is once they do that, the whole thing come, the whole house of cards comes stumbling down. The whole thing will just come unglued. Is that right? Yes. Uh, that's my theory it's a delicate balance. I will there. not be the one to do that, but I am warning you. It's, I'm calling well, I, my I warning mean, shot. You are well known for your knife collection. So, <laughs> yeah. well, Mostly in my back. That's usually how that works. But, I, again, I want to point out, Eddie, that if you want to make a wager, I say the Dodgers will be above 500 without Clayton Kershaw as long as he's on the DL. You apparently think that they're going to fall out into the Pacific Ocean. That's, that's uh, not what I said, it. but that's a good job by you of trying to spin it. I said they have if, if for some reason he cannot pitch in the playoffs, they're done. All right, you are wrong. Uh, I will explain to you, Eddie, why you are wrong. We'll take these phone calls that are starting to pile up here. We'll do that. And also, a desperate solution. Or is it a solution? We'll get to that as well. We'll do it all, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle. You can follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. Scott the Beta King. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. So the king of the trolls, Edmund Dallas Garcia, is like, oh, the Dodgers are done without Kershaw. They're done. I'm the king of the yeah. trolls. Yeah, you are. Yeah, let That's me let, let, let me point out. And I'm doing positive radio, and I'm trying to. I'm pushing back against your negativity here. No, you're, you're doing suck up radio to your favorite. I'm not team, doing suck up radio at all. Which is your move? If I felt the Dodgers were doomed, I would sit here and say they're doomed. I have them at six. You clearly have them higher on your Garcia scale of panic than I have them on the Maller scale of panic. I only have them at a six. I explained my case, Eddie. I laid it out for you. They've got the second best pitching in starting pitching in baseball, even without Kershaw. They're the second-best starting pitching team in baseball. The trade deadline's a week from Monday. They're going to make a deal, whether it's a minor trade or a major trade, to get a starting pitcher. And, as I have been reminded 
while the Dodgers have been torching and throwing gasoline and lighting it on fire the rest of baseball, uh, I've been reminded many times, well, yeah, the, the yeah, but crowd checks in. The Mike Martz believers, the yeah, but crowd. Yeah, but the, Kershaw sucks in the playoffs. Yeah, but they'll find a way to blow it in the playoffs. Well, okay, so you can't have it both ways. All right, if Kershaw sucks, and I listen, he's four and seven. He's got an ERA of four and a half career in the postseason. That's not good. That's not good stuff. No, it's not, but it's so, by far better than any of the other starters in the Dodgers rotation. In the in the postseason? In the postseason, yes. In the postseason. You know how many wins Alex Wood has in his postseason career? Well, how do you know if he's going to suck or not? You, do you, you know, know how would, many wins he has in his you, postseason you, you career? No, well, he hasn't ever started a playoff game, right? So who cares? I mean, it doesn't matter. Zero is the answer. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? how many wins Kenta Maeda has in his postseason so, career? So you're just going to go by who has the most experience? Do you know how many wins Kenta Maeda has in his postseason career? The great thing about the baseball playoffs, uh, Zero is the answer. It's a crapshoot. And by being a crapshoot, you don't have to have a bunch of people that have a, all this experience. It doesn't matter. The, you think the Chicago Cubs last year when they won the World Series had the most experienced team? If Rich you made, Hill. If you know how many wins Rich Hill has in his postseason career? If you had made the career? same argument about the Chicago Cubs, well, there's no way they can do anything in the, in the World Series. They're the Cubs. They have no experience. You're, you're talking about if Clayton Kershaw, who you're right, isn't great in the postseason, but if he's out and you're going to turn to these guys – with this, their wealth of postseason experience, this which is, is magical. almost none. This is a mystical, That's, magical. They're going to get it done. They're just going to suddenly become great. This is an out-of-body experience, what these Dodgers are doing this year. And you are forgetting about that. You and your shenanigans over there, Eddie. You do not once realize you get how to the magical this is. Once you get to the postseason, the regular season magic doesn't mean anything. Yes. Everyone starts 0-0. That, that is true, and that's all the more reason to have faith in the Dodgers. That they have Why? confidence. Why? what? Confidence, Eddie. Confidence. Top team in baseball, regular season. They've overpowered doesn't, everybody. Doesn't Just matter. like the Chicago Cubs did last year. The Seattle and Mariners the Cubs, at one time overpowered everyone in the That's regular an, season. almost a 20-year-old reference. So what? The, the Cubs are fresh. They bulldozed everybody last year. That's the reference that matters. It's fresh in our minds right now. This Dodger team, mercifully destructive against all of baseball. All right, uh, to the phones we go, and uh, let's say hello to Mark, the full name guy, who's apparently always there whenever I need to go to the phones. He's always there. <laughs> Somewhere on the Santa Barbara coast is Mark, the full name guy. You hear about yourself, Ben Miller? Yeah, Ben Miller, I am right on the coast. Uh, can you hear the waves breaking on the, on the shore? No? Well, I can. There you go. Well, I, I, I have to say uh, I'm not a big fan of injuries. But in this case, uh, I'm not an en- enemy of them either. <laughs> ben, Mauer, <laughs> ben Mauer, you know that voodoo you played on me? I lost my Giants baseball cap when I came to Santa Barbara. I got a sore shoulder, and, and I was walking with a limp for a while. I, I, I'll be doing some physical therapy th- this week. And I should be better soon, but there you go, man. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Mark, you, you didn't lose your San Francisco <laughs> Giants. around comes around, you, you, Mark, Mark, you did not lose your San Francisco Giants hat. You, you simply realized that the Giants now are tied in the loss column for the worst record in baseball. The teams with the most losses are the Philadelphia Phillies and the San Francisco Giants. They are tied up. With 62 losses, Mark. That's well, why you're not wearing that hat because you're embarrassed. 
You're embarrassed by the Giants. Peyton Manning. <laughs> Why do I want to talk about that's a non sequitur? I'm not talking about Peyton Manning. There's no Peyton Manning conversation here. Oh, man. Stop. Uh, hey, Ben Molly, this girl came up to me at East Beach today. Congratulations. Yeah, she she asked me for a light. She's smoking some kind of something or other. I'm sure, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it looked like she had her Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> Yeah, she was showing off her Victoria's Secrets, uh-huh. and, and and I thought she was all covered with that, you know, that eye black. You know, I thought she was actually massaging your L.A. Dodgers and was coming to visit me because she prefers me. But it turns out she had hair dye. It was hair dye. She had all over it. So I, all right. I thought, uh, well, does thanks. anyone care about this? Do we need to hear this? All right. I must. Uh, thank you. I'm hanging up on you. Go away. Mark, the full name guy checking in. The loony bin has had its say, and uh, that's just wonderful. See what happens when you don't give out the number? That's who calls right there. Those are the people that call. The Boston Red Sox, who needed a third baseman and were about to get a third baseman, it had been believed that the Red Sox were about to complete a trade with the Chicago White Sox, and they were going to be the ones that made the big Boffo Sacco trade to get Todd Frazier, here comes Frazier, except at the last minute, the Yankees stepped in. So now the Red Sox, in order to fill the void, the slop that has been playing third base at Fenway Park, the Red Sox have promoted a player by the name of Rafael Devers. Who? He's a 20-year-old third baseman who has a good bat but can't field, and he has been promoted. He's going to make his Red Sox debut in Seattle, in the starting lineup on Tuesday night. And he will have literally, check this out, he is going to have a week, one week, less than a week by the time the trade deadline gets here. And if he sucks, the Red Sox are then going to panic and go out and trade for a third baseman. So he has one week as a job interview to figure it out. And if he's not good, then Dave Dombrowski and the geniuses that run the Boston front office will then counter this move and we'll acquire someone else to play third base. That's how that's going to go down. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You can be part of this. You know the number also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can join the festivities. Well, it was an event, a sporting event, that many people had anticipated for some time. You talk about a bait-and-switch situation. Many people feel like they... They were taken to the cleaners. We'll get to that. We'll analyze the dopey people that believed this was a legitimate event. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now, back to Ben Maller. Some guy named Big Slim writes in and says, I can hear Ben panicking all the way from London. Tell him, tell him to calm down, mate. No, no, no. I am very calm. I'm very cool. I'm confident in, in the Los Angeles Dodgers. I have complete faith that this is going to be different. And Kershaw, he'll, he'll only be out a month. I'm, I'm calling it right now. He'll be out. The, the, July's only got a week, and then he'll be out in August. He'll come back in September, get a couple of starts in, and be ready for the postseason and that championship run. 
That is how this is going to go down. This is not that difficult. It's not that hard. Uh, coming up in a couple minutes, the term jump the shark would apply to this story. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Right now to the phones we go and we say hello to Manuel in Gardena, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Manuel. First off, man, uh, that Mark the Fool name guy, man, he sounds kind of creepy, man. I don't know. You better look into that guy. He might have to check in with local authorities every time he moves, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, uh, the Dodgers, man, I think uh, although Edmundo Dallas Garcia has been known to troll, I think he's right this time, man. Uh, without Kershaw, bro, even with all the depth we got on the roster, uh, I'm not exactly, uh, you know, sizing rings with one Rich Hill and Kenta Maeda as our one-two punch, if you know what I mean. Well, that's who, uh, you, you don't know what they're going to do with the trade deadline, and they no. will they will make a deal. Listen, listen when well, you're jumping off the ba- – I'm going to tell the sword of Manuel. I'm going to tell him you're jumping off no, the bandwagon. I'm not yeah, you off, are. You sound like you sound no, beaten. Listen, What's listen, wrong with you? I gotta talk. To go I gotta talk you off the ledge. Man. I gotta talk you off the, the ledge. Man, damn it! We need Upton's double D's in the in the stands. We need uh, old Verlander throwing some of that heat, and we need Wilson closing the door. I go out and I make a deal for those guys, and I think the World Series is in hand. Well, that would be great. If Justin Verlander, the guy that you got was the Verlander from 2011, you're not getting the Verlander from 2011. He's five and seven with an, uh, an ERA of four and a half this year. He's not you very know good. As well as I do, Ben. Dodger Stadium seems to take a resurgence to those old uh, pitchers who can actually bring it. Verlander, hey, we're talking about Comerica. We're talking about a Tiger squad that's been struggling. I think that he can come to L.A. It'll be a resurgence. And besides, like I said, I want to see the double Ds in the stand, my man. Hey, go Dodgers. All right, man. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Manuel, but if you go to Dodger Stadium, there's no shortage of double Ds. In the stands. Uh, very good-looking yeah. crowd. Uh, they take care of themselves. A beautiful people who go out to Dodger games. So Now, I'd rather have you, Darvish, than, uh, than, than Verlander. I do agree. We talked about Verlander in the past. and I, Verlander will be better as a rental. But is that the guy that you want to get? No, that's not the guy that you want to get. And knowing how often the Dodgers make trades with the Oakland Athletics, the guy that probably will end up at Dodger Stadium is Sonny Gray. The Dodgers and A's have been very active trade partners over recent years. And Sonny Gray pitching again for another miserable Oakland Athletics team. And all Billy Bean seems to do this time of the year is it's tradition. This is the week you unload anyone you can possibly get anything for in return. And if you look at what Sonny Gray has been able to do over the last month or so, he's got a pretty good ERA. His ERA the last month is 3.3. That's not bad. Uh, pitching in Oakland, you figure it would be better if he goes to the National League in a place like the Dodgers. All right, Spend Maller's show on Fox. Bait and switch and jump the shark. Now, does everyone everyone knows what the term jump the shark means, right? Do we all know that? Maybe you don't know. It's, it's actually a metaphor. It's in television. Uh, there was a show many, many years ago called Happy Days, and Fonzie was the star. He was the guy in the leather jacket. They still put the show on every once in a while, late at night, and it was a very popular show. And... The, the day that Fonzie rode his motorcycle over a shark was the day that that show suddenly became irrelevant. 
And so that jumped the shark. Now, Shark Week has been an American tradition, an entertainment tradition. And it would appear, judging by the reaction of what was broadcast on Sunday night, that many people were expecting to see Michael Phelps actually get in the ocean and swim against a great white shark. They thought this was going to happen. And you know what actually happened on the TV? None of that. Nothing close to that took place. I just came in here to check my hair perfect as usual. And if you think that Michael Phelps, who has is the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time, right? Not not just of this time, of all time, was actually going to get in the ocean. A man worth $55 million. And then on the other side, how do you how do you get a great white shark to swim in a line like that? How would you do that? It's impossible, you dopes. And so many people very upset, feel like they were they were had by television because Michael Phelps did not race the great white shark. It was all done with computer graphics. And they're, they're so dopey that it was all staged and manufactured. They should have at least had Michael Phelps win for effect. They could have had any outcome they want. What's up with that? Anyway, so there was. Did you watch any of this, Eddie? Were Hell you, no. You did not watch Phelps versus the Shark there. No. Yeah, I was amazed how very relaxed Michael Phelps was, uh, considering that there was a shark virtually next to him in the ocean. It's amazing here, man. Virtual shark, not as scary as actual shark. But what? See what they really should have done on television is had the virtual shark virtually eat Michael Phelps. That would have been the plot twist at the end. How great would that be? Like you put a little bib on the shark, and then the shark goes over there and starts chomping on Michael Phelps' legs. Oh, that isn't funny. They wonderful. could have taken some of that footage of the sharks when they jump out of the water and grab those seals, <laughs> and they put Phelps in there. The magic of Hollywood could do that. See, the great thing about other countries is in other countries, they will actually have their Olympic stars race a shark. Uh, and if the shark happens to get hungry and eat the person, so be it. Uh, but th- that's where we're behind here. I don't need to see a digitalized shark. I'm good. Uh, I I am okay. I uh, I'm I'm good with that. This is a devastating blow to Shark Week. Will Shark Week ever recover? Is well, this now the end of Shark Week? How do you get? I, I feel like Shark Week jumped the shark many years ago. Okay, you could say that, but like every ten year old kid loves Shark Week, right? Every ten year old kid's like, oh, I got to watch Shark Week. Uh, you know, it's a it's a cool thing. But this is a blow. Like anybody who's of the age of reason here, any any adult, you're like, I can't, uh, I can't take part. This is Geraldo in the sa- with the safe, the Al Capone's vault. Yes, yeah. this is that. Uh, this is bad. Open up the vault, and there was like a bottle, <laughs> a glass <laughs> bottle in there. So what happens now? Michael Phelps, I believe, tweeted out possible rematch, possible rematch. Uh, well, that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Rematch. You gonna go no on that? I'm gonna say no. You gonna fight back on that? Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the reaction <laughs> was pretty pretty good. People pointing out that Us- Usain Bolt could have beaten the uh, beaten the shark possibly. Uh, anyway, so, all right. So the Ben Maller show on Fox. Time now for the Who Am I? And this is where we pretend to be somebody else. You have to figure out who we are. We'll take some more phone calls. And also the MLB Pick'em 
But here's the Who Am I game. I am the NFL player who has scored the most career touchdowns in games that my team lost. So my team was the loser, but in my career, I've got the most touchdowns in games where my my team lost. Who am I? Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And we'll have the MLB Pick'em Daily Fantasy Fun. We'll get that coming up here in a moment. Right now, though, the Who Am I game. I am the NFL player who has scored the most career touchdowns in games that my team lost. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Lamont checks in with Irving Fryer. Percy Harvin, guessed by Jacob. Uh, who else do we have? We have uh, He Hate Me from Mike. Barry Sanders thrown out by Billy Ray. Sideshow Bob from Nelson. Maurice Jones-Drew, guessed by Matt, the Warrior fan. Elijah the Punk Manning from Ricky Bobby. Uh, Who else do we have here? I can't read that one on the air. Uh, Jeopardy Al says Kenneth the Shark Gant is the answer. Tom Brady thrown out by Ian Walter Payton from Tapped in Tommy. Kyle's going with O.J. Simpson. What say you, Eddie? Ben, I'm going to go with Ricky Waters. No. The correct answer. The man that has scored the most touchdowns in games his team lost, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, the NFL's all-time rush king. 50 career touchdowns and losses. Number two on the list, I love my quarterback. Terrell Owens is number two with 47. Followed by a three-way tie. You got Tony Gonzalez, Marvin Harrison, and Tim Brown. And then bringing up number six on the list, Megatron. Calvin Johnson is number six on the list. Jacob is in Minnesota on Fox Sports Radio. Then we'll get to the MLB pick. And what's going on, Jacob? What's going on, Ben? Welcome. What's going on, Ben? If I was any doing any better, I'd be a twin, but not a Minnesota twin because they're about to get smashed by the Dodgers. <laughs> Hey, no, no, no. Don't be getting on my twins now. Bartolo Colon is going to go on and throw a complete game shutout against your Dodgers. Really? Okay. All right. What do you want to bet on that? Let's bet. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not a a betting Everyone's not a gambler when they make statements like that. Shocking how that works. Hey. You know, it could be his last start. I don't know if you heard that. I know. I heard that. No, I don't, he's going to get smashed by the Dodger lineup. Well, I want Cologne to continue to play. Get that meal money on the road. Absolutely. Do not retire. Play it out. Wait until the end of the year. Because when he retires, all those fat jokes have to then become a Pablo Sandoval jokes again. we got to shift no, yeah. them back. Yeah. No, Cologne is a god. I mean, he's a, a saint. <laughs> 43 years old, and he's still catching. That's a lot of meat. Well, he's a god of the sandwich. I don't know about the mound at this point. Well, he owns that freaking buffet bar, let me tell you. Yeah, he's he's done he's done very well. Listen, Colon at one point was like in shape and was good. Yeah, no, yeah, you look at his pictures in his rookie year, he was a twig. I mean, compared to that, compared to what he's now. Well, we gain weight when we age, Jacob. That's what happens. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All, right. All right, well, listen, the Twins are going to get uh, beaten up by the Dodgers. Don't be upset by that. That is, that is false. The Twins, that, 
No, that's Joe Maurer should be the MVP. That Joe Maurer should be the MVP. Who? You should not be calling drunk, sir. That's not. You should not be imbibing <laughs> when you call up. That's uh, embarrassing. Hey, I'm not. I'm not technically legal to drink. So that's oh, okay. Well, good. And uh, even more, all the more reason not to drink then. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's go to it. It's the MLB Pick'em. All right, Coop. Who's going first? Uh, ben, I am the smartest man in the room. No, I no one the, said that. Uh, we, we're short on I time. I was the winner of the Open Championship because oh, well, I just know do. golf. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> you didn't watch a second <laughs> of chalk. the Open. When you think golf, you think Coop DeLuca. Yes, they call me a mas- master of the links. Able to decode <laughs> golf. Master of the yeah. sausage links. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, <laughs> uh, look what time it is. We have no time for the with pick. With my first pick, I'm going to go with Charlie Blackman. What? Shocking <laughs> prediction there. All right, Eddie, go ahead. Nolan Arenado. Arenado is gone. Danny G Radio. Ryan Zimmerman. All right. I will take George Springer, Giancarlo Stanton. Danny. Dodgers hottest hitter, Chris, Chris Taylor. Eddie. Jake Lamb. Coop. No. Back to uh, back. Back to back. Chris Bryant and Paul Goldschmidt. <laughs> Eddie. Marcelo Zuna. Danny. Jonathan Scope. Salvador Perez of yeah. the Kansas City yeah. Royals. We got it in with time Tyler. to spare. Wow. I can sit here and, and talk about the WNBA All-Star game with <laughs> no, all the extra no, time that we have. No, no, here's the box score. You want, I'm going to read la, the box score right la, la, now. La, la, here we go. A rumor is just a fact that is yet to be discovered. A trade rumor in the NBA involving Kyrie Irving. A bombshell over the weekend. You know this is big. When it's a couple days after the story broke and everyone's still dissecting it, analyzing it, the nuclear option is an option in Cleveland to blow the entire thing up. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com. Get a free rate quote. So we're back at it again this hour, and it really was the weekend of Kyrie. That's what it was. It, for sports conversation, some were blindsided by the request. Others were just stunned the way it all came together. 90% of the sports chatter around these parts revolving around the possible departure from Cleveland of Kyrie Irving. Now, we believe in playing the hits around here. It's something we try to do. Uh, So I want to talk about this with you. Now, uh, I need to have my swing. I got to have my chance in the batter's box with Kyrie Irving. Everyone else has gotten a swing. I want to come up there. I'm batting about eighth in the lineup right now, but I want to have my shot. Now, the news report said that Kyrie Irving wants to play in a situation where he can be more of the focal point Of course, he led Cleveland in shots last year. Uh, But more of the focal point that he no longer wants to play alongside LeBron James, the face of the NBA. And that was the big shocking announcement, right? People very upset. How could you possibly be such a contrarian, Kyrie, that you don't want to play with LeBron James? The question is this. How do you feel about Kyrie Irving requesting a relocation Situation. Now, I got two thoughts on this. Number one, skillful. All right, skillful. And, and number two, selfish. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. People hear the word selfish, they think, oh, my God, that's terrible. That's horrifically bad. That's not always the case. Now, well, I'll walk you through this. 
point by point. Number one, Kyrie Irving has lived in a bubble the last handful of years playing with LeBron James, right? He, he's, he's lived in a bubble. He's also lived outside of that bubble, and he knows what it's like to play basketball in Cleveland when LeBron James is not there. So let's not be gullible here. Kyrie Irving knows exactly what he's doing. He, he has experienced the agony of living in the mistake by the lake when LeBron James is not there and the team blows. He knows all about that. And so what this is is clearly a preemptive strike. That is what's going on here. You know it. I know it. Even my friend Blind Scott, the leader of the blind callers in Boston, can see what's happening. Right? We all know what's going on. The handwriting's on the wall here. LeBron James has one foot outside of Cleveland, and he's putting his toes in the water. And he's trying to see if he likes the, wa- the temperature of the water and if he feels like the water's not polluted and he wants to live there. So it was very skillful of Kyrie Irving to go on the offensive and attempt to run out of the burning building before it catches on fire. (laughs) So the building's not on fire yet, but you're like, well, it might be on fire, and I want to be out of it before it even catches on fire, so let me out. Now, the spin is one of my favorite parts. When these kind of stories come along, and they come along every so often, I like the spin. The spin about him being the focal point. And yet if he goes to San Antonio or Minnesota, Irving, he would not be the alpha dog of those teams. I believe that Kyrie, Kyrie Irving or Kyrie, uh, Kawhi Leonard, not Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio and Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. Those guys have already kind of established who is the, the lead alpha dog of those respective teams. So this is more about getting out of town prior to the hurricane making landfall. Like, in the hurricane might not actually happen. LeBron James could stay in Cleveland and can resign. He is past his expiration date, though. He's past his prime at this point, LeBron James. But there's a possibility that he would stay. It certainly does not appear at this moment, if you're reading the tea leaves, that it is indicating LeBron is going to stay. Now, the second thing here, much of the pushback that I sensed over the weekend from this, much of it has been because of status. And the fact is that Cleveland yesterday and today and tomorrow is still projected to be the favorite in the East. Even with all the upheaval and all of the drama that is going on, and it's great soap opera, it's great theater in the land, even with all of this, the Cavaliers are still expected to win the Eastern Conference and have a best-of-seven series, likely again with Golden State, to win the NBA championship. And we've all been taught the same thing. Anyone that played sports as a kid, winning trumps everything, right? Man, winning's all that matters. You have to swallow your ego, and it's all about winning. And th- there is an exception to every rule. Right? There is an exception to every rule. And the ugly truth is that Kyrie Irving is being selfish here and clearly, clearly does not believe that it is in his best interest to remain in Cleveland. Now, Irving is willing to do the walk of shame. He's willing to do it. He's willing to, to leave the Cavaliers and go somewhere else and start over because he's looking out for number one. Being selfish in this case is not necessarily wrong because Kyrie Irving knows he's got a couple years left in his contract. LeBron James leaves 
after this year, let's say, and then Kyrie is stuck on a, a 22-win Cavs team, and then he'll go into free agency off a 22-win Cavs team. And he didn't want to be in that situation. He wants to avoid that. Yeah, the Cavaliers could appease him and give him the mega max contract like James Harden got from the Rockets. It's a possibility here. But obviously the Cavaliers, you know, there's, could they reload? Sure. Is it likely they're going to reload around Kyrie Irving as the centerpiece? Judging by this announcement, I'm going to go no. I'm going to go no. It would, it would appear he's not interested in doing that, even if, if the ownership – the Quicken Loans guy said, all right, here, listen to me. Kyrie, we love you. I want to I wanna rub your toes. I like you so much. Uh, if the owner, Dan, Dan Gilbert, said that, even if that was the case, Kyrie Irving at this point sounds like he wants out. Right? It, it is complicated, but it appears that there's a burden from playing with LeBron James, that there's this, this weight on Kyrie Irving's back. And on the court, LeBron really is the point guard, even though Kyrie Irving is listed as the point guard. When LeBron's out there, everything goes through LeBron James. 80% of the offense is all about, it's likely more than that, it's all about LeBron. And off the court, we are hearing whispers in hushed tones about the fact that there's a special set of rules. Now, where have we heard this before? Where friends, or as it has been described, LeBron's posse, get to travel on the Cavaliers team playing. There's special rules for LeBron James, and that apparently is annoying to Kyrie Irving. He's annoyed by this, and it sounds like the complaints, very similar that Pat Riley gave to Phil Jackson, and then Phil Jackson repeated those complaints to uh, some basketball hack, a writer, and then uh, LeBron James started protesting and was triggered by Phil Jackson. Right, this this is LeBron in Miami, the uh, the special rules that the Miami Heat had for LeBron James, and that's clearly going on in Cleveland, and it's rubbing, at least it appears, Kyrie Irving, if you believe this, the wrong way. And I tend to buy it. I, I do buy it. Now, the bottom line on all this, the Cavalier franchise, at this point it's like a runaway locomotive. Right? You're going down the tracks, and you know there's there's something on the tracks there. This is a death spiral as far as competition is concerned. Now, it does make for great theater. It does make for great drama. But what will LeBron James do to change the narrative? What's going to happen here? Can the Cavaliers next season be saved? Right? If Kyrie Irving is doing this, to get back at LeBron James, is there any way to salvage this? And it was, a lot of people are saying, not everyone, a lot of people are like, wow, the Cavaliers, they're not going to trade Kyrie Irving. Really? What? You know, Kyrie Irving, they say he has no leverage. You heard that, right? He's got no leverage. So it's, it's a no-win situation because of his contract. I don't buy that, and the reason I don't buy that is because Kyrie Irving could be the biggest malcontent in the world, could make this a living hell situation. If he goes in there and is the killjoy, the buzzkill of Cav basketball, and is a sourpuss every day, it is better off, it's in the best interest of the Cavaliers, to trade Irving rather than have that situation where he goes in there, he's all buttoned up, he's got bad body language. He's like the, the Jay Cutler of the NBA out there playing basketball and just doesn't look happy and he's angry all the time. You don't want that, right? You'd rather send Kyrie Irving to the edge of the earth 
to the very end, right, where he could fall off, uh, fall off the planet there. You'd rather do that. And if I'm Minnesota, I right now I'm like, yes, let's – we know Kyrie Irving as a number two or three option is wonderful. We know he's wonderful. As a number one, sucked when Cleveland was terrible. But if you're Minnesota, do you not say, all right, we'll give you Andrew Wiggins back. You can have Andrew Wiggins back. We'll take Kyrie Irving. We'll put him with Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns, and we'll make it happen. If there's a way to get Irving in Minnesota without having to trade Andrew Wiggins, well, that's, please give up seven first-round draft picks or something ridiculous. Make a Brooklyn Nets-type trade if you have to, to get Kyrie Irving because you will then become a legitimate threat, as shocking and as ridiculous as that sounds, to the mighty, powerful Golden State Warriors. You would be that legitimate threat if you can bring Kyrie Irving to Minnesota. You're not some imposter anymore. You are legit. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You can be part of this. We'll get a couple lines open for you. Give us a buzz. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller on our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. That's Ben Maller Show. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie is here. Yeah. I don't understand this Kyrie Irving thing. What's not to understand? He doesn't like LeBron James. He wants out. Okay, but everyone is saying LeBron is going to leave after next year. Yeah. Okay, okay, so problem solved, and you can still be the good guy. No, no, no. Stay in Cleveland. No, no, no. He don't want to be in Cleveland. The team that drafted you can be the face of the franchise. No, no. He don't want to be there. He don't want to be there. He's done. He's done. But he, but they could ship him somewhere worse. Well, he, no, they can't ship him somewhere worse because he controls a lot of this. How? Again, the leverage he has is to be a sourpuss. That's the leverage. Be the bad guy. You get what you want. He gave a list of five teams. He, but wants he, to, he doesn't have the, the no-trade clause like LeBron. They can send him anywhere they oh, want. That was the biggest, most ridiculous. Oh, LeBron's not going to invoke his no-trade clause. Well, who, who asked LeBron if he wanted to be traded? Did the Cav- That's the stupidest story. It's everywhere. But, but if he that's is leaving, story. But if yes. he's leaving, wouldn't you want to get something for him? Well, of course you're going to try to get something okay, for him. So, yes. But nobody. So a- you ask him to if you want if he'll go somewhere else. You're talking about LeBron or Kyrie. I'm talking about LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, but that was a you realize that was fake news. That was a reporter trying to. We need a story on a Sunday, so LeBron James will not you know throw his no trade. There's been no trade talk with LeBron James. It's the stupidest story. When I saw that, I was like, well, that's fake news. That'll be everywhere. Sure enough, it was everywhere. But the 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 Kyrie Irving trade talk, which started on Friday. It's pretty apparent that it came from LeBron James. That LeBron James was the one. Somebody around his posse was. All right, let me feed this to my guys here. I don't. Kyrie's not happy, so I want the world to know that Kyrie's not happy. And he's the one that was feeding it to his friends in the media. And so this all originated. Not you know, Kyrie didn't. He wasn't the one out in front announcing I want out. He was trying to keep it on the down low. And LeBron James like public publicized it, announced it apparently to everybody. Because it's all over the place. All right, that's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take your phone calls. If you would like to be part, you can give us a buzz, and we'll see whether or not anything new develops in the coming days regarding Kyrie Irving and the soap opera that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, there's a chance that Greg Popovich disease could be spreading outside of the NBA. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. 
It's been said the Ben Maller Show is the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. You can post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. El Nino writes in. He says, Ben, is it safe to say that Kyrie Irving would go to the edge of the earth to get away from LeBron James. Yeah. Why not? Of course. Now, where is the end of the earth? Does Kyrie know where that is? I want to know where that is. I'd like to go to the end of the earth. Many people think Cleveland is actually the end of the earth. <laughs> Anywhere other than Cleveland, you will be in a better situation. Attila, the truck driver, writes and says that Kyrie Irving is more fragile than a China doll. I've never heard that one before. Uh, he plays only about 60% of all games. Good luck with that. That's from Attila. Let's go to our NBA insider, Kathy, in Portland, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Kathy. Oh, hello there, Ben. Um, what's to prevent Cleveland from trading him somewhere that he doesn't want to end up? Well, the leverage that Kyrie has is to say, I will, I will not be happy. I will cause problems. I don't want to go there. And then the team's going to have to gamble whether or not they're going to trade someone to get a player who's going to go in there and be a malcontent. That's the leverage that he's got. And in the but NBA, that, in the that NBA, destroy the how, rest of his career. No, it can't. No, he's a good player because he'll go somewhere eventually where he wants to be. But you make waves. That's the leverage. The, and how often do NBA players get traded to a place they don't want to be? How often? In the NBA, it's the ultimate players league. You end up where you want to go. That's how it works. It's true. The culture has changed a lot. I, I remember uh... – but it's many, many moons ago. Players are getting traded where they didn't want to be. Yeah, that doesn't. Uh, in the last, play, in know, the players last, who didn't want to be traded in the last you know, ten yeah. years. Like I remember when the, the the Clippers made a trade. This is a million years ago. They got Dominique Wilkins. He didn't want to be there. He, no, did, he did not want to be there. But that no, that would not. never happen today. That doesn't take place today. No, the power structure has really changed a lot. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Um, and I, obviously, I think that I don't have anything against Golden State and you know the super teams, and I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, you know, this, these things pass. Uh, but man, it, it's just weird uh, when you can have a contract and uh, you can just find ways around it. Uh, I, it just seems somehow it's wrong. No, contracts are there, there's always a loophole. There's always a way around contracts. Well, yeah, stone. If, if, if you have enough power, there is, yeah. Yeah, this is not a new revelation. You, you, you know how this goes, Kathy. These, these yeah, are not, uh, this is not some kind of yeah, indentured you, you servitude. Sound, you and I sound, uh, sign contracts, and we don't have any way around them. Uh, well, I that's true, for, yes. Uh, that yeah, is, I, uh, I worked for the feds, and I signed the contract when I joined, and it said, thou shalt not strike. And yeah. their traffic controllers tried it, and they all got fired. Well, you know. Yeah, that's, that's. I knew eventually we talk enough about Kyrie Irving, we'd get to air traffic controllers. Yep, eventually, there's, no, there's, there's yeah, there's nothing you can do. These, uh, I, I don't know where the balance is. Well, Kyrie, uh, but, the argument is that Kyrie Irving signed a contract to play in the NBA, and the NBA has 30 different businesses uh, that yeah. are spread out over the country, and so whether he doesn't want to play for one of their their operations, it's like if you work for the Ford Motor Company. And they've got you know different locations, and you're like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to work there. I want to work at the you know, the place in in Michigan. Well, or, the 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 
the fallacy in that, which obviously is no longer a fallacy, uh, is <laughs> that he didn't sign the contract with the NBA. He signed the contract with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, actually, the, the NBA contract, if you actually look at you can Google it, it's pretty much you're signing with the NBA overall. I mean, yeah, the Cavaliers are in there, whatever team you play for, but it's an overall NBA contract. Therefore, you can be traded to another NBA team that you know works for these. It's like if you work at Pizza Hut and you go to yeah. a different Pizza Hut. You're, you're still working for Pizza Hut. You're just working in a well, different I've got to be honest. I didn't know that. I thought you signed with the Cavaliers, and there was a clause in there that said that we, may tra- we, we have the right to trade no, you unless you're, le- a... unless you're LeBron James or Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, there's only a couple that have no trade clause. Uh, all right, very, anything else you want to complain about, Kathy? Anything else you no, would like to yell no. about? No, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy that you, uh, yeah. Portland didn't uh, take part in that trade that was going to send Ryan Anderson here, a uh, guy that can't play any uh, defense at all. Yeah. We're already lacking in defense, so I'm pretty happy that didn't happen. There you go. So you're in a good mood. I like that. All right. Th- right. All right. Thank you, Kathy. There she goes, the, uh, the lovely Kathy. Let's go to Vincent, who's in Wisconsin. On Fox Sports Radio, it is the Ben Maller Show. Hello, Vincent. Hello. Oh, you want to, uh, Vincent? Is that you, Vincent? Yep. You want to get on the radio? Oh yeah. Okay. All Hello. Right. Hold on a sec here. We got another. Uh, we got to move some wires around here, and uh, it's amazing how we're on the air, but we're not. You know, it sounds like we're not on the air, but yeah. we are actually on the air. It's weird how that works. Uh, Vincent, would you like to be on Monday show or Tuesday show? <laughs> I like to be on Sunday show. You want me on Sunday show? Well, it's actually okay. officially our Monday uh-huh. show. It's actually Monday that we can't do the Sunday show because now it's a Monday. Yeah, we'd have to. I'll go. be I'll be on whatever show you want. <laughs> How about wait a minute? Now let's look at the calendar here. And I I think in August we've got don't we have that period of time in mid August where we've got that open date. We I think we can we can fill a slot there, right? That's yes? a good idea. So let's pretend you want to pretend like. Uh, NFL training camps are yeah, full well, blown and right now. Exhibition football, right now. What part? Well, there of, we go. What part of Wisconsin are you in, uh, Vincent? What in uh, in Somerset, Wisconsin. Somerset, Wisconsin. Are you, and I assume are you a Packer fan? Is that would that be right or no? No, I'm a huge Vikings fan. Oh, you're a actually. Viking fan. Oh, you're a Viking fan. All right, good. So we'll talk about the Vikings. Let's pretend like they've just played their first exhibition game. Can we do that? And then we'll react. <laughs> I believe they open up with. Buffalo, August tenth. It's on Fox, I believe. So, uh, oh, all right. So let's uh, so, say so, let's say they got blown out. Uh, perfect. They got blown out. Probably. Perfect. All right. I'll lead you into this. All right. We good, Danny? Yes. All right. Yeah. Let's take it from the top. All, all right. right. We're we're recording. There. We go. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. All right. It's Ben Maller's show on Fox. It's just another lazy August day. Uh, let's welcome in Vincent, the Viking fan who's on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Vincent, boy, what a debacle that viking game was uh, yesterday my god that was embarrassing was it not i mean how can, how can you stop LeSean mccoy i mean he just wow. he's just unstoppable man yeah. and sam bradford i've never seen a quarterback vomit at the 23 yard line the way that sam bradford did i mean he literally i don't know what I he mean, ate it looked like eggs to me it might have had eggs i don't know what, i don't know what games you're watching but he game come on yeah, he was. That was not good. And it was terrible. And and then to think that Zimmer walked off the field early in the fourth quarter to go get a bite to eat—that was surprising. I've never seen a head coach do that before. And he's such an intense guy. It's very odd. I did the same thing. I went to get those hot dogs. I mean, it was just yeah, it was a disgrace to watch. 
Yeah, it's t- it's got to be a tough day for a Viking fan. Yes, very difficult. And, but the good news <laughs> but it's is preseason, yeah, so whatever. Yeah, Who exactly. Cares? exactly. And you've got the Seahawks coming up, so you've got them to look forward. To. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <look. laughs> all right. Thank you. I, I gotta go. All right. There's uh, <laughs> there's Vincent. We will uh, play that on August 11th. Uh, we will play that. I can't wait for that. That's going to be that's that's a segment of radio that we don't have to do. What you've just heard there is a segment of radio that we no longer have to do. That'll be our Friday, August 11th show. Uh, you'll hear that phone call replayed, and it's just going to be great. All right. So the Ben Maller program on Fox is Greg Popovich disease spreading. We'll get to that, and also Maller to the third degree. We'll get to it all and then some in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. It is known in the world of sports as Greg Popovich disease, resting healthy players. It is an illness that has... Condemned many an NBA star that are perfectly able to play, but they choose to rest because it was a pathetic performance. They're worried about the fatigue boogeyman, and they're also trying to rig the NBA schedule. It's also spread to college football and players that are projected to go to the NFL draft. We've seen players recently skip bowl games to get extra preparation for the draft and to avoid injury prior to being selected in the National Football League. Well, did you hear what Nick Saban said recently about this very thing, this trend of healthy players sitting out games to get ready for a big payday, if you will, uh, for example, in the NFL draft? Well, Saban is projecting Armageddon for high school football players going to college football. He says, Saban, there's a lot of talk about moving national signing day. It's almost, in fact, it's going to happen uh, the, the NCAA is going to move National Signing Day to December rather than after the high school season has concluded. So Saban is projecting that because of this, he says that healthy players will sit out entire seasons in high school, that a player will sign a letter of intent. According to Saban, he says it'll take a few years, but some kid will say, hey, I'm going to Notre Dame Saban declared, I'm not playing my senior year. And then Saban said a high school coach will go nuts. So Saban is predicting an apocalypse if they uh, they change the recruiting day. Now, a lot of this is because it makes it much more difficult in theory for someone like Nick Saban because you're talking about the college football season and recruiting going parallel and National Signing Day in December, it is a, in a word, inconvenient for coaches like Nick Saban and schools because the assistant coaches do the bulk of the recruiting, and Saban comes in at a school like Alabama, and he is the closer. Now, this sounds outrageous on the surface that some high school kid would miss an entire season of football in high school waiting to go to college. I don't believe Nick Saban is wrong. He sounds like, you know, the sky is falling guy. But the way we're trending, the the pendulum has shifted so far in this direction that 
in this particular case, Nick Saban does not seem like a scaremonger. It seems like he's right, that Saban is just merely calling what is going to happen before it happens. And the reaction that we get, I know just on our little radio show talking about players that are healthy that rest, and I go nuts and I rant and rave like a lunatic, and a lot of the reaction that I get is that this is perfectly fine, that it's okay when LeBron James is healthy and sits out or Kyrie Irving's healthy or Steph Curry or Draymond Green, that it's perfectly acceptable, the regular season doesn't matter, the postseason is more important. By that same logic, the final thing on this, the same logic is, well, high school football is not nearly as important as college football, and if you have an opportunity to play college football at Alabama or Ohio State or USC, somewhere like that, you're better off sitting out your high school year. You don't want to have to have a setback in college. You want to be ready to go in college. So it's just like weird Bermuda Triangle, which we're heading into. And I'm telling you, I, I do not believe that Nick Saban in this case, I know he's being a pessimist, but I don't believe that he's incorrect. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, let's do it right now. Here we go, and we bring in the Coop Delo, Justin Cooper. Ben, it sounds like Browns receivers coach Al Saunders isn't happy about losing Terrell Pryor this offseason. He said earlier this week that he thinks Pryor will be in the Pro Bowl this year. Quote, he is going to have that kind of year. Ben, what kind of year do you expect from Pryor now that he has an actual quarterback throwing to him? Yeah, I think Pryor will be fine. I, this looks like a stat-stuffing situation for Terrell Pryor. Uh, if I've, I were betting, I would bet on him. I do believe the numbers will be pretty solid for Pryor. Uh, obviously, you always put the caveat if he's assuming he doesn't get hurt. But number one, the Redskins' defense, um, forget the offense. I'm looking at Redskins' defense. I don't see that being much better than it's been. That's a shaky unit on defense, which means – they're going to be involved in Washington, actually in Landover, Maryland, where they play, in a lot of shootouts. And this is great if you are a fantasy football player. And Terrell Pryor, he's got no excuses. He's the number one receiver going in. You look at that depth chart, the Redskins receiving core includes the great Jamison Crowder and former L.A. Ram Brian Quick. Yikes! Oh boy, are they bad. So the, the Cleveland Browns last year, you could argue, had better receivers than the Redskins are going to have going into the season. Number two, both Terrell Pryor and Kirk Cousins are they have something in common. They're betting on themselves. So a communal effort here is going to result in both of these guys combining to break the bank again, whether it's in Washington or somewhere else. I would expect Pryor to be over 1,100 yards receiving, and I think he'll be in that neighborhood of 8 to 10 touchdowns, which is a very good neighborhood to be in. Uh, good schools. Uh, the, uh, the, price, the, the price of the real estate keeps going on up there. That's a good neighborhood to be in here for prior. So then he'll get another fat payday, and he bet on himself. He took short money to get big money. I believe it will work out for prior. Next! Ben, I was shocked to find out over the weekend that – you know, obviously, not only is O.J. Simpson now free. Well, not yet. He's in October. But he is still, well, set to be free. Yeah. But he is still invited and allowed to be at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Well, he'll be in jail, but yeah. Regardless, he's invited. Okay. And he's allowed to be there because, according to Hall of Fame policy, any previously 
uh, inducted player is allowed at the ceremony. Yeah. Now, uh, a spokesman for the Hall of Fame was asked about it, and the only thing that he, the only statement they said was all Hall of Famers are invited to attend the annual enshrinement. Now, obviously, OJ showing up to a Hall of Fame ceremony would be great for, for us here in talk radio, but it would be bad for the NFL's image. Do you expect a change of policy to come? No, no, not at all. And, and in reality, O.J. Simpson, this is a unique case. O.J. got away with murder. How many people get away with murder? Well, maybe a lot. I don't know. But in O.J.'s case, high profile, he got away with it. A couple of thoughts. A, if I am running the Hall of Fame, now it can't happen this year because O.J. is still going to be in jail when the Hall of Fame ceremony comes up. But the following year, I send a limo and a private flight to Ohio for publicity's sake. I want O.J. there. This is wonderful attention for the Hall of Fame. Any publicity is good publicity. Uh, And and it's kind of hip these days to practice revisionist history, right, to try to erase uncomfortable things. We see that all the time, especially in in different parts of America. I know our friends in the South, a lot of these Civil War monuments, uh, they're trying to make those vanish like the Civil War never happened, trying to forget all about that. The way the Hall of Fame has always worked, and it's not just the football Hall of Fame, it's all of them, all sports. You can keep someone out, you can exclude them, but when they make it, they're in for the rest of their life. You can't cherry pick and kick them out because if you say, well, O.J. doesn't belong in there, well, I could say, well, what about this other guy? You know, He, he did something that was untort and tawdry. He should be kicked out. So it's a slippery slope. And, and B, O.J. Simpson, his football prowess, got him into the Hall of Fame. The chopping heads off and armed robbery planning and all that, that was like later in life. That wasn't when he was playing running back for the Buffalo Bills or the 49ers. It is highly unlikely that the juice at any point is going to show up, right? It's highly unlikely, unless the Hall of Fame just flies him in there. But I guarantee you, there'll be countermeasures when he does get out of GLOJ by some people who are going to want him to not be there. But if I'm the Hall of Fame, like I said, I want him there. But the NFL's got nothing to do with this. The Pro Football Hall of Fame is a separate entity from the National Football League, and I guarantee you that Roger Goodell and all his cronies and his minions will remind us a million times, that's a separate entity. We don't control the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We're the NFL. All right, next. Now, something I wasn't surprised to hear this weekend, Ben, was former Clipper J.J. Redick said, he essentially said that the reason he decided to leave the team was that he thought there was no more joy in the Clippers last season. (laughs) (laughs) It had nothing to do with them not offering him a contract, I'm sure, yes. No, no, they lost joy, and I I can completely see why, you know. You're uh, obviously losing joy as a fan. Yeah. But my uh, question clearly. to you is, do yeah. you think that it was Chris Paul that was sucking out the joy from the team? No, I don't. Listen, Chris Paul, I'm not going to blame Chris Paul. I think J.J. Redick is simply trying to sell a cheesy documentary, which is, what, 15 minutes? You know you're not that interesting when your documentary is 15 minutes long. That's not a good sign. Documentaries should be longer than that. Uh, but, no, J.J. Redick simply trying to get some attention for his documentary and also at the same time avoid accountability. That's a big part of this as well. First of all, for all the success that J.J. Redick has had making shots in the regular season as a gunner, uh, he turned in to Casper the friendly ghost in the postseason. And because of the injuries to Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, it 
went pretty much ignored how bad J.J. Redick has been as a member of the International Union of Bricklayers in big spots for the Clippers. This guy was a regular missing shots. His playoff shooting percentage from the floor and three-point land has gone down all four years he was with the Clippers, and he gets a free pass. He gets an absolute free pass because other players of more high profile are the ones that are taking the hit on this. But Redick was garbage the last couple years in particular in the playoffs. And secondly, aside from personal responsibility, uh, I don't care about whether or not there is joy in Mudville or not. Boo-hoo-hoo. Go out there and play basketball. Generally, joy comes when you win. right? You get paid a lot of money to play basketball. If you cannot find joy in that, then go be a welder. Or do something else with your time if you can't find joy in that. It's it's insane uh, what this is. And plus, Redick somehow was out-hustled and outplayed by someone named Joe Inglis of the Jazz. And I don't even know who that is, but he outplayed him in the playoff series last year. So, no, I'm not blaming Chris Paul on this. I'm blaming J.J. Redick. He should look in the mirror. Right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you failed this edition. That's a winner. You Thank get you for that. Nothing. Another win you for lose. me. And we'll Good add that. day, sir. Coop told me off the air in my headphones I won, but he said on the air he had to say a lot. Uh, here's the instant trivia. Which MLB player is legendary in baseball history? Now, if you're of a certain age, you should get this right away. But if you're not of a certain age, you should have some problems with this. Uh, baseball player, legendary for tossing a firecracker out of a car and injuring fans. And for the name of a baseball player, a legendary in baseball annals for tossing a firecracker out of a car and injuring fans. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page, find our subreddit at Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We will go all in momentarily, fresh off a winning weekend in Vegas. In your face, Vegas! I own you! I left with more money than I came with. In your face. How much more money? Uh, a few hundred bucks. A few hundred bucks. Why the silence? What was, your, what, what was your uh, What was your big winning bet? I won two parlays on Friday, and then two I two parlays. Yes, and then wow. I then I stopped betting. <laughs> I, you, good, you should have. I said they're not going to get me this time. You're good, they're not going to get me. I watched all the degenerates at Fremont Street. I walked around there, and then I left a winner. But that means you're not even even from your past two trips there. Dan? <laughs> I, I, if, the way I look at this, into each each trip is individual. Okay, this was a win. I'm, st- I'm still licking my wounds from my last time there. I, I actually agree with you. Uh, uh, which MLB player is legendary for tossing a firecracker out of a car that injured fans? That's the question. What's the answer? Uh, most everyone got this right. Uh, Bob Greasy was guessed by Captain Cliche. Willie McCovey from the New York Bozo. George Boomer Scott from Eek. Oil Can Boyd from w- Wally. Those are all good names. Do you have an answer, Eddie? Everyone got this right. I you think know. it was Vince Coleman, right? That is With correct. The Mets? Yeah, yes. 1993 at a Dodger, Dodger Stadium, Players Parking Lot. Vince Coleman tossed an M80. From wow, a car. Good idea. It was being driven. No! Dodger outfielder Eric Davis, known for his days with the Reds, was driving the car, 
and uh, admitted, yeah, yeah, there was a firecracker that went out the window, but it was a joke. Didn't mean to injure the two kids that were injured. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. We start a new week. All I do is win, win, win. Uh, I will go with the Rockies. This is a value play. More a bet against Mike Leake. He sucks for the cheating Cardinals, so I'll take the Rockies. Eddie. Women's basketball, FIBA, Asia Cup, South Korea, plus 14 and a half against Japan. That's too many points. I'm taking Japan. (laughs) Come on, man. Danny. The Buccos at the San Francisco Giants. The over-unders eight, Ben. Going to take the under. The the Matt Cain is on the mound. Come on. All right. He's terrible. Uh, (laughs) Who you got, Coop? I'm also going to go with an under, but this is for the D-backs Braves game. I think Zach Granke's going to shut him down, and Diamondbacks won't score nine. All right. I also like the Rays as well. That's a bonus free play right there. Never mess with a plumber's apprentice. That lesson learned by one Draymond Green, a vicious verbal haymaker by Connor McGregor. What four years he went from a plumber's apprentice? To now this ridiculous mega fight. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. But it was a nice Sunday surprise. Unexpected, as always these things are, on social media. You you had an unreal uh, set of events. You had uh, Draymond Green, for some reason, we, we don't quite know why, randomly, randomly uh, getting involved in Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. He learned a very valuable lesson, uh, Draymond Green. He learned it the hard way. Uh, if you are going to talk trash, even as talented a trash talker as Draymond Green is, if you are going to enter the fray with Conor McGregor, you have to have body armor on. Uh, that did not happen. That did not happen here for Draymond. And if you if you have not heard about this, maybe you were actually out doing stuff on the weekend and you were with your family or you're doing some other stuff, but you did not pay close attention. The trash-talking third wheel of the Golden State Warriors here, uh, he he decided, I want to swim with the Sharks. I would like to do that, and that's exactly what took place. Draymond Green posted a photo of Conor McGregor, and he was rocking a number 23 Golden State Warriors jersey. But this is the old-school Warrior jersey, back when they blew chunks, and they were terrible, and they like Baron Davis was their best player, and they weren't very good. Uh, it was that era of Warrior basketball, the Mike Montgomery years of the Golden State Warriors and all the other coaches that went in there. And so Draymond Green, who happens to wear number 23 currently for the Warriors, uh, he captioned the photo with, we rocking with Floyd, bro, not you. Take that off, bro. Yeah, just like that. It's my Draymond Green. So let's talk about this now, specifically the response of Conor McGregor is what I would like to get into because it was stunningly good, effective. We had thought that Conor McGregor should get his own Netflix special, that he was just so funny the first couple days of that global tour in Los Angeles and Toronto when McGregor attacked the Showtime executive and uh, right to his face called him a bunch of names. It was just so so. And while we're at it, Showtime too. You little weasel. Look at you, you little 
Please, I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> I love that. I laugh every time. But then after that, McGregor he was not very good in New York, and he was not very good in London. Uh, so he was he was good the first couple of days and ran out of gas. Well, this response by Conor McGregor shows us that he is back. Uh, McGregor's trash talk game has returned because what McGregor did was he said, hey, listen, he responded to Draymond Green. He says, that's C.J. Watson, mate. I don't know who the F you are. No disrespect, though, kid. Keep hustling and stay in school. Don't! McGregor declared to Draymond Green, who went to Michigan State, has been in the NBA for a number of years. But that was just the beginning because the notorious one continued. McGregor, quote, now ask yourself why I'm rocking CJ when I don't know or give an F about basketball, McGregor declared. I dribble heads on the floor, not a ball. <laughs> this is no game here, kid. The words of Conor McGregor. So Draymond Green clearly was not expecting this. He was not, he was not expecting this. So he attempted the most pathetic, humble brag counterpunch you can possibly uh, possibly have. Uh, Draymond Green began by laughing. He went, ha, 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 just like that. Uh, and, and then he said, that number won't be worn again when I'm finished, when, it, when it's uh, with, with it clown, he said to uh, McGregor. I think it retired Draymond Green's number. Uh, is everyone going to get their number retired? Is JaVale McGee going to have his number retired because he was part of a championship team with the Warriors? Is that how this is going to go down? So then Draymond went through his whole resume, you know, gold medalist, NBA champion, all-star, defensive player of the year, et cetera. Of course, none of this means anything to Conor McGregor. He doesn't like basketball, so it's all irrelevant. Uh, It doesn't mean anything to Conor McGregor. He's not a basketball fan. Uh, And uh, then Draymond Green entered Nate Diaz into this, the Bay Area guy. And talked about how he got, you know, he whooped Conor McGregor in the ring, and went on and on to praise Money Mayweather, and uh, and on and, and so there was more of that. But it, the question is this: Let's score the trash talk. Now, I've like a bad poker player, I have given my hand here. I have revealed what I think uh, happened, but I will score it anyway as a as a good judge. Let's go to the judges' scorecards. How did you score the verbal rhubarb? between Conor McGregor and Draymond Green. Now, on my scorecard, I wrote down 10-8 in favor of Notorious. I have it 10-8, and the reason I went 10-8 on this, first of all, Conor McGregor was effective aggression. He wasn't the one that started this, but boy, did he end it. Uh, McGregor's comeback was brilliant. He did not start the fight, but he delivered hard and clean punches at the ego of Draymond Green. And the fact that Draymond had to go to humble brag territory to come back is embarrassing. It's humiliating for Draymond Green. Uh, you're you're talking about all these basketball accolades to someone that has said he doesn't give an f. A, he doesn't know who the f you are, and he doesn't like basketball. That is the that's a horrible comeback. You're, you know, that you don't do that. And, and McGregor clearly got under the skin of Draymond Green and affected his ego. And the the fact that McGregor said he doesn't know who Draymond is, that is. On some level, devastating, I would think, to, to a Draymond, who's got a very large, healthy ego, and he believes he's got the, the proper amount of machismo, if you will. And, and so Green thinks that he can walk on air because the Warriors have all these championships now. They've been in the finals every single year lately and all this. 
And the, the the fact that McGregor came out and then followed up his his initial haymaker with the rabbit punches was outstanding. To to say, hey, keep hustling and stay in school, that is an effective combination. That is a one-two punch, uh, which was just brilliant. And secondly, Draymond Green clearly is clueless when he, he the beginning of all this when he went out there talking about how you know don't be wearing that number and all that. Come on. What are you talking about? What a, what a douche! Uh, and and then the fact that McGregor had to point out the the whole thing McGregor wearing the jersey in the first place was because of the C.J. Watson Floyd Mayweather connection, which I guess I must repeat because if Draymond Green didn't know about it or had forgotten about it, then clearly some other people have. Several times in recent months, Conor McGregor has mentioned C.J. Watson on Twitter, and he wore the C.J. Watson jersey to highlight the knockout Floyd Mayweather had against his baby mama, Money Mayweather, knocking out the baby mama. Now, this happened seven years ago, so time moves on. But the legendary story is that Floyd Mayweather was unhinged when he discovered text messages between the NBA player, who at that time was with the Warriors, C.J. Watson, and the baby mama, the former love interest of Floyd Mayweather. And according to the news reports, Mayweather was furious. Keep in mind that Mayweather had moved on to a new uh, piece of tail. Uh, he had he had advanced uh, to a different woman, but he was still upset because he was paying for the baby mama's house, right? So he felt like, I'm paying for your house. What are you doing to me? And so he found her phone, and there were some text messages from C.J. Watson. He said, what's this? And uh, they had a confrontation there. And one thing led to another, and according to the, the story of the woman, Money Mayweather delivered a combination of punches. In fact, punched her in the back of the head at closed fist several times. Yeah, the police were there. Pulled her by the hair, this is according to the woman, off the couch, and then twisted around her left arm. And all because of C.J. Watson, but it appears Draymond Green is clueless to all of that. It's just it's like it's completely oblivious to it. So the final word here. If only Conor McGregor can somehow convince Floyd Mayweather to get into, again, a verbal situation in the ring, McGregor's going to win. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Now, there is a conspiracy theory, and I love a good conspiracy theory. Uh, I love a really good conspiracy theory. Uh, in fact, I want to throw that out. I want to see if Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia buys into the conspiracy theory regarding this back and forth between Draymond Green and Conor McGregor. The trash talk. The- all right, let's hear right, the theory. All right, here it is. Draymond Green was unknowingly used as a pawn Agreed. to promote the fight. All right? Agreed, yep. All right, the, the theory is this, Eddie. Someone from Mayweather's camp sent the photo to Green, knowing that Draymond couldn't help himself. That Draymond, I think that's very believable. That Draymond was going to post this photo uh, because it's his number, and then Green took the bait and he cranked up the hostility, and then there you go. It's on every website, every sports radio show on Monday is going to be talking about this. It's great promotion for the fight. 
Yeah, I'm not big on conspiracy theories, but this one, I think that's a very... I don't even think that's a conspiracy theory. I think that's just a, a well-reasoned theory. Stage to heighten entertainment value. And, oh, by the way, guess what goes on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m.? That's right. Tickets for Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Like they're going to have any trouble selling those tickets anyway. That's true. Hell no! You f- weasel! And you f- <laughs> There's just something about calling a TV executive a weasel right to his face. Yeah, that's, just, that's I accurate. Love, I yeah. just love it. I just absolutely love it. How great would it be to get a couple of tickets, Eddie, to this Mayweather-McGregor fight and then just sell them? Wouldn't that be great? I wouldn't. I mean, I would be kind of cool to go, but I'd rather sell them and make some bucks on that. Right? What's the turnaround? Yeah, I don't because I really, really don't think this is going to be worth watching. So yes, I would. I would sell them. I've never been to a fight though. I've always wanted to go. Oh, it's so. fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're not allowed to go. There's only certain radio shows get to go. They they're on the payroll of the fight promoters. Is that right? Yes, uh, that is what happens, and so they have to show for the fight, which is good. We we can be fair here because if we get to go to the fights, Eddie, we have to say every fight's great. We can't say that the fight sucks because you got to sell the fight. But I, I, back in another life, when I worked elsewhere, I was allowed to go to fights, and it was a lot of fun. I've been to Pacquiao fights. Uh, was it a Mike Tyson fight? I'm an old wow. fart, Eddie. I was at a Mike Tyson who, who fight. Who did he fight? Fran Botha. Oh, the, the white, white buffalo. buffalo. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I was there, Eddie. Who? What an the epic M- bout that was. The MGM Grand Garden Casino. Yeah, it was uh, quite enjoyable. Who did he fight? Uh, Fran, Franz, Botha Franz Botha from South yeah, Africa, yeah, yeah. the white buffalo. Yeah. Racist. I th- <laughs> I don't, that's what I, he called himself. <laughs> well, that's what he called him, yeah. And I, I don't remember all of it. You know, it's, it's hazy. And I remember it's, the things you remember are often not the accurate things. But I recall there, we were in the arena waiting for the fight. And I think this was like the first fight after um, Tyson ripped off the ear of, of Holyfield for some reason. Because I remember there being a line of security in the ring before the fight uh, now, that was for effect, obviously. Uh, they were so afraid that Mike Tyson was going to attack Franz Botha before the fight, but uh, that's a long, long time ago. All right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox as uh, Conor McGregor. Think about that, Eddie. Four years, four years from being a plumber's apprentice to being in a $100 million fight position for Conor McGregor. It's pretty impressive. So right now, there could be a guy listening to us who's doing like Uber, or you know, driving around, uh, doing something else, driving a truck, and then like four years from now, he'll be in this huge fight, and he'll completely forget about us. And he will not mention at all that he ever listened to our show. That's usually how that works. With the exception being the great professional wrestling sensation. You know who I'm talking about, Eddie? The man, the myth, the legend who called into our show when you of all people, Eddie, said he would not call in. Remember that? You bet against him. I do remember that, yes. Yeah. And how'd that work out for you? He called in. The great Rusev, who used to listen to this show when he was learning how to become a professional wrestler. And now, not only is he a superstar in wrestling, uh, he's a poster child, a hero for wrestling fans, but also uh, he got the beautiful woman, too. He's got that as well. He's, he's winning. We're best friends. We're best friends. That's right, Rusev. We're buddies. That's correct. Me and Rusev. <laughs> Yeah. Still has not come into uh, the studio, though. No, no, but he's invited me to professional wrestling events, but usually they're like when we're on the air. I got to, you know, I got to prepare for the show and all that stuff. So one of these years, though, one of these years we're going to hang out. I'd like to go to a Clipper game with Rusev because he's a fellow Clipper fan. I think that would be a lot of fun. We could hang out, watch the Clips win a game. 
because all they do is win. So I'd watch them win a bunch of games. Wrong! So the Ben Maller Show on Fox will take your phone calls. You know the number. You know the number. And we're also available on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. Ben Maller Show. F you. We'll get to that. I'll tell you about it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. And he's at a Bronco fan. Coop de Loop, Broncos last. UH. Bronco fan. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, here's some exciting news. Attila says when he gets rich, he's going to fly all of us to a boxing match. He says that's if boxing isn't extinct by then. Hell yeah. You got to work on that, Attila. I want you to find a way to get rich. That's the key. You got to find, invent something, do something, but get on it. We'll get to that story. F you. We'll get to that coming up, Mama Telly. Also, later this hour, for your dancing and dining pleasure, we'll have the Insta Advice Line unscreened radio. We'll get to that coming up here in a little bit. Right now, we go to Jed Who Fled, who is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, who? Jed Who Fled. What's going on, Ben? If you want an 80 yard touchdown drive, go with Tom Brady. You got a clutch jump shot in the fourth quarter, you want Durant. You want five innings pitched to phenomenal baseball? You want Rich Hill. I have to agree with you, Ben, as always. That is correct. Rich Hill is the, the best five-inning pitcher in baseball. Anything over five innings is a problem. It's not that hard to decipher what Rich Hill is. And uh, I look forward to this. And the Dodgers are fine. I know there's people, I won't name them, Eddie, uh, who think the Dodgers are in trouble because Kershaw is going to go on the disabled list. I don't think I know. Not worried about that at all. This is The Dodgers will be able to untangle this. They will make a bold move at the trade deadline. I am confident in Andrew Friedman and the geniuses in the front office. And the Dodgers will rise up, and they will be having a parade in Los Angeles in October. I don't know if I can match the energy for the Dodgers. I'm, I'm thinking a Dodgers raised coast to coast World Series. Yeah, I and would. I would love that. That would be great. Any combination in the World Series that involves the Dodgers, I'm good with. Any combination. I have no bad feelings about anyone else. Bring on the Red Sox, the Rays, the Astros, any of those teams. I'm good with any of them. The Yankees, if you want to go big, I'm fine. I will have animosity towards all of them, whoever the Dodgers play in the World Series. I, I hear they actually have the second-best ERA, even without Kershaw. Isn't that, is that right? That, is, that right? is correct. That's your great listening skills by Jed, who fled. Tremendous job by you. Uh, that is accurate. Even without, even without Kershaw, there's only one team in baseball that has a better ERA among their starters, and that's the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's how dominant, how dominant the Dodgers have been. And it is irrational by Eddie – to say that they are going to fall apart and crumble, it's absurd to say that without Kershaw. They will be fine. Is he gone? Right. <laughs> Apparently he's gone. Uh, Jed who fled. Uh, let's say hello to Angry Bill. Always emotional and hysterical about something. So he's going to fix the world unless he's not. A man that used to run a, uh, a massage parlor and has robbed a bank. 
Angry Bill. What about a nine-year-old girl? And sometimes in life we all have to look in the mirror and, and evaluate our situation. And your propensity for picking delicate little flowers is unbelievable. You have to stop teaming yourself up with your delicate little flowers. Your Blake Griffin, I hurt my toe. One of Willis Reed or Kirk Gibson. Oh, stop with this. Stop. Hurt. Stop. Those are, two, those are terrible analogies. Terrible analogy. Kirk Gibson had one in bat in the World Series. Flowers. Kirk Gibson had one in bat in 1988. Let's give them little ribbons and, and, and in their hair. Let's like let them five put on their feet. Those are terrible are analogies. Those are the stupidest analogies. That's a typical old guy analogy. Kurt old Gibson, guy? Kurt Gibson had that, my historic, that historic at bat, right? If I was a professional, was professional player, I wouldn't tell nobody to hurt my toe. I'd say I broke my ankle, I sprained my knee, I broke my knee, anything but hurt yeah, my toe. Uh, uh, Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, that's the difference the, the, the difference between you, Angry Bill, and Blake Griffin is uh, you know, a few digits at the end of the bank account there, like about no, the seven or eight of them. The difference he's gay and I'm not. Oh, is that that's right? I don't know if you're gay or not. Uh-oh. I have no idea. And I don't care if you are or not. I hope you're gay and happy. Sexist. I hope you're the happiest gay guy in the world. You always pick these guys that get hurt. These delicate little flowers. Kershaw is a great guy. He always gets hurt. It was a matter of time. Like, I somehow picked Clayton Kershaw? He happened to play for the Dodgers. I didn't pick him. He happened to play for the Dodgers. And I'm very happy that he plays for the Dodgers because in the postseason, when the competition gets cranked up this year in the postseason, when Kershaw's back, because, again, we had 69 days to go until the baseball regular season ends. And so another week after that, the Dodgers will play their first game. About and how scary so, is it you keep mentioning Rich Hill? Are you kidding I lo- me? Rich Hill Are is you great. This is an all star. This is an all star pitcher, Rich Hill. Who? Who's the best five inning pitcher in baseball? I got no shame in my game with Rich Hill. I'm well, happy he to have him. winning because he doesn't complete nothing. Oh, please. That's why they have a wonderful bullpen. It's called a team. That's what it's called. A man picking up fellow man. <laughs> You're just so off the wall with this. I'm not off the wall at all, Angry Bill. I'm very even confident. If the, even if the Dodgers pick up another pitcher at the trading deadline, yeah, yeah. they broke even. They broke even. Okay, fine. But okay, they were the best Short team. In, out, so the best. So the best team in baseball broke even. That's a net positive for the best team in baseball. This is not that hard. The math is. I know it's tough. I know you you want the Dodgers to be a lightweight and to be much easier for you if the Dodgers showed all these weaknesses. They haven't shown that. They've shown the great. They've the shown great me. resolve. The last that me. Oh, you're a Yankee fan. You, your team's falling apart. Stop with that. You, you're, falling apart. Yes, they, falling they apart. They listened to me last week. Last week they yelled and screamed that the Yankees not doing nothing, and they go out and get yeah. players. They, they got a, they to got me. a 2.07 hitting third baseman. Congratulations, you really made a bold move. I know everyone else in baseball is scared to death because of a 2.07 hitting third baseman. That's not nice. Right. But it was That's accurate. Not nice. All right. All right. Thank you, Bill. Are you done? Goodbye. All right. Hang up. It's a win for me. It's a win for me. Of course, it would help if, like, the Twins and the some of these other teams in the American League actually, you know, caught the Yankees. I know the Royals. Right now, the Royals, Rays, and Yankees are tied. There's a three-way tie, although I guess technically it's the Yankees and the Royals um, for the wild card. But the Rays, are, Rays have one more loss than the Royals. So there's three teams all duking it out. The Twins are a game behind, but only a game above 500. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We are going to get to the Insta Advice line. We will pay off the tease. F you. We'll pay. That's a, quite the tease. 
And we hope to please. We'll get to that coming up in 60 seconds. It'll be unscreened radio, which occasionally is good and occasionally sucks. We don't know which it'll be this week. We'll get to all that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. We're almost away from the Insta advice line, so start calling now. And the way that works, we it's a high call volume. So we'll take a lot of calls. We'll take as many as we can. We'll get you on and off the air. You'll be on the air for a very short amount of time, but we'll take as many calls as we possibly can until it gets very repetitive, very boring, and then we'll stop. But I got to pay off the tease first, and the tease was F you. Now, this does not involve that guy with the tattoo, which we still th- I still think that was fake. I've not Has anyone seen a follow-up on that, the guy with the Conor McGregor tattoo that said F you, F you, F you? Uh, well, I have a, a, a follow-up to the Conor McGregor story overall. Now, he wore that pinstripe suit in Los Angeles, uh, mocking the fact that Floyd Mayweather could not apparently read, uh, and so the pinstripe said, F-U-F-U-F-U. Well, we now know that that suit is being made available. You can buy it, but there's a catch. You can get your hands on your own F-U suit, the same one that Conor McGregor wore to the news cut. Now, how much do you think the price of this suit is? It's being made by a a well-known... Uh, designer, a guy named David August, is behind this. It's the uh, limited edition FU, that's E-F-F. Blank my blank and blank you. Pinstripe three-piece wool suit made to measurement. Made to measurement. So top quality, they claim. It's got the French-facing construction, uh, the purple camouflage silk lining, two-button side vent jacket. All of that. Uh, so how much do you think they're charging for this? You want to take a guess? You got a number in your head? You got a number there? I'm usually really good at okay, these now, games. This is an expensive suit. Now, what's an expensive suit to you, Eddie? Like, what, what would that to be? me? Yeah. 200, uh, 200 bucks? Like how much I would pay for yeah. a suit? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm right there with you. But yeah, a, a nice suit's uh, a couple thousand, right? I would think. I would think, yes. So what do you think your answer is? Um, I'll say $2,000. $2,000. Okay. Uh, Danny G. I'm going to say $7,500. $7,500. That's pretty high. What about you, Coop the Loop? I was going to say $5,000. $5,000. All right. Well, let's see. Now, Danny and Coop are the closest. According to DavidAugustInc.com, the FU pinstripe three-piece wool suit uh, from the McGregor News Conference is being sold for $6,500. $6,500. Nice. I'm going to get two of them. I'm sure you are. And when you purchase it, Danny, you'll be contacted by one of the designers there, and they'll gather all the information on the measurements. And it's going to take, check this out, 12 to 15 weeks, so you're not going to be able to get it in time for the fight. Damn it. But the good news is you don't have to pay for shipping, and you don't have to pay for alterations. So they've, they've got that covered. You're good to go. What a deal. Yeah, what a deal. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. 
It's the Insta Advice Line on screen radio. The safety net comes off. We are ready to do this is what we're going to do. Now, Jonathan says, as the only listener to your show with a bachelor degree, I fully endorse the Insta Advice Line. He's very proud of his bachelor's degree. I'm happy for you, Jonathan, in Philadelphia. I'm a little worried, though, if you're the only listener that has a bachelor's degree. I'm a little concerned about that, but so be it. Uh, I am a man of the people. We like all the all people here. Criminals, non-criminals, you name it. All right. Uh, the Insta Advice Line. Who needs our advice this week? So many possibilities. We could have given advice to the Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw being out. We could have given advice to Clayton Kershaw on how to take better care of his back. That was certainly a possibility. Kyrie Irving on how to get a trade or LeBron James on how to deal with Kyrie Irving. All great possibilities. But we decided after throwing darts to give advice to Draymond Green, who got into a social media dust-up and was knocked out by Conor McGregor. Not a worthy challenger at all, Draymond Green, for all that trash talk on the court. It was a hellish performance by Draymond Green in this particular situation. So, your advice, I am assuming that you're a social media troll. Uh, Judging by what you do to me, I can only imagine what you do to other people. So, your advice to Draymond Green on social media trash talk 101, specifically with Conor McGregor, but in general as well. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. We'll start out with you on line one. It is the instant advice line for Draymond Green and Trash Talk. Line one. I would scream at the top of the lungs. Puto! Let's try you on line three. You are next, line three. Instant advice line for Draymond Green on social media trash talk. Danny G's last name is Caragiola. <laughs> yes, that is... That is accurate. That is accurate. Yes. My grandfather left us a lot of money. I'm very upset, though, that that guy in Maine, Lance in Maine, remember he was on the case. He, he was about to reveal With the big secret. Sister slash wife. Yes. <laughs> and it, he did call in again, but he's no longer uh, a regular. We miss him. Yeah, he was, he was fun. Line four. Hello, line four. It's the instant advice line for Draymond Green on social media trash talk. Yeah, who cares about Draymond? Let me hear the Ben Maller jingle. Yeah, that's right. We need the Ben Maller jingle. The Ben Maller song now on the internet. Is that still on the internet? Can you still get that online? Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. All I'll right. tweet it out again. Yeah, very popular. People like that. Line five. Hello, line five. Dale for the Hall of Fame. Ghost of Spokane Gary checking in. Line six. You are on the air, line six. Advice to Draymond Green on social media trash talk with Conor McGregor. Send me ten grand. That'll help. Yeah, I agree. I think that ten grand will help me as well, and he'll be much better. Line number one, you are next. Line one, we're giving advice to Draymond Green on social media trash talk. Uh, I think Draymond Green should have his teammates beat up McGregor since they help him pad his staff. Okay, <laughs> very nice. Uh, line three, you are next. We're giving advice to Draymond Green on how to talk better smack on social media. Never heard of him, Ben. I hear you. I understand. Yeah. Never a, heard of him. Not a basketball fan. Uh, line four. Hello, line four. You're all live on the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We're giving advice to Draymond Green. And, Draymond, you're free to call as well on social media trash talk. I want Coop to have my wife's children. Okay. Thank you. Coop, you interested in that? No? Okay. Uh, line, line five, hello. Your advice to Draymond Green, please, on social media uh, on how to be a better trash talker. 
two hams, $20. Okay. Thank you for that. I think that's different advice. That's the wrong jingle. Play the right jingle. Don't disrespect my jingle. Again, the wrong jingle. Line six. Hello, line six. Your advice, please, to Draymond Green on social media trash talk. David Gagon. (laughs) Oh, there's no question. David Gagon. How come his sounds better than ours? What happened there, Daddy? His his version sounded. Well, he was going a cappella. He was live. Ours is recording. Oh, okay. Uh, line one. Hello, line one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Now we can't. You you just cursed in duck language there. You cannot. That's one of my cousins actually from the Mallard family. Line three. You are next. It's the Insta advice line. You still time to get in. Keep calling. Line three, we're giving advice. Oh. That's my duck. All right, that's uh, line three. Are you there? Hello. Yes, Draymond needs to tell that potato head, Lucky Charm, Leprechaun to shut the hell up. Okay, I'm sure he'll get right on that. Uh, Racist. Uh, line four, go. Line four, we're giving advice to Draymond Green to improve his social media trash talk after he was knocked out by Conor McGregor. Stop being one. Sends delicate little flowers. Line five, you are next. Go, line. Well, Angry Bill, he, he lost our conversation. He's not giving up, though. Hello, line five. Mama said kill him with love. Kill him with love. All right. Uh, that's kind of weak. Let's go to line six. You, you are next. Your radio's turned all the way up. That's clearly a rope-a-dope move. Uh, your advice to Draymond Green. Your advice, please, to Green. Draymond. Uh, yes, then. I would look Draymond Green square in the eye and say... You hang up on yourself, Ed Mallard. That's one of the classics, one of the staples. People look forward to that voice every week, and they are dazed and confused when they don't hear it. They say, where is that guy? Line one, you are next on the instant advice line for Draymond Green social media trash talk. Damn, everybody's on the Hall of That's twice that guy's got it. How dare you? was okay the first time. I don't know about that. It's a bad job by you. That's a haymaker to me. Line three, you are next. Line three, we're giving advice to Draymond Green on social media trash talk. Draymond Green, we'd have you come to Boston, but you're a bum. You can't play for All right, calm down, Blind Scott. Line, line four, hello, line four. It's the instant advice line for Draymond Green. Go. Draymond Green should check us out. I can you're mumbling. I can't hear you. Line line five. Hello. Become a fan of the New Zealand Black Cocks. There we go. All right, we'll do one Racist. more. That's the name of the the team, the lacrosse team. All right, we'll do one. Was it lacrosse? I think so. All right, we'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame the Koopa Loop, who is going to pick the final call and then he will throw in the towel. That will be that. Line three. Line three is the final call. On the Insta advice line for Draymond Green on social media trash talk. Go ahead, line three. My advice is to don't choke on your meat. There it is, the Insta advice line. I'm not going to choke on my meat. In the books. (laughs) Woohoo! A step back for humanity. The arm breaker, the back breaker. You name it. We had it all right there. All right, so the Ben Maller program on Fox. We'll pretend that did not happen. We will press on. That's how we do things here. We'll reopen the phone lines in a couple of minutes. You can be part of the program. And also, always available on Twitter, the insurgency, the rebellion 
on social media. You can be part of that as well. And we'll call this one, It Is a Brick. It's a brick. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Does anyone know who Abby Clark is? Does anyone know who this is? Abby Clark. Who? Yeah, Abby Clark. Uh, I I guess she's like an Instagram model. Is that right, or is she like a real model? Never heard of them. I think she's an Instagram model, but she uh, she is supposedly dating Floyd Mayweather. Uh, that that's the story there, and uh, this story comes to us from the the, the tabloid media in the UK, and they passed this story on to us. The story goes like this: that the girlfriend of Floyd Mayweather has been harassed repeatedly by Conor McGregor fans. In fact, how bad has it been? One of the tabloids claiming that this Abby Clark is her name, that last week some thug tossed a brick through her window at her home in England. She's uh, from Essex, England. And there was a note on the brick. Now, what did the note say on the brick, according to this tabloid? It said, F- the Mayweathers. That's uh, the the standard chant by the M- McGregor clan. Per the the tabloid. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, and so this um, Instagram model uh, Clark and Mayweather supposedly they've been together for a few months, and the the word is that she will be in Vegas. Why not for the fight, the mega fight, August twenty uh, sixth? And in addition to that. Some of the tabloid media in the U.K. claiming that this uh, this woman has been confronted by three different people on the street in England who were verbally abusive, calling her all kinds of horrific things, saying you're, you're loose, and uh, questioning her relationship with Floyd Mayweather and announcing publicly that Mayweather is going to die. But that... How much of this is real and how much of this is, hey, I got to sell a tabloid newspaper. I got to come up with something. Much like the LeBron James story with the the tagging on his house, which I, we still, there was no follow up on that. I, I wonder how true this is. Like, was there an actual brick thrown through the window at this house? Or is this just merely an effort to get more publicity for someone I've never heard of? Uh, Abby, Abby Clark. Well, I'm, Who? Sure, I'm sure she's probably very famous, like in her little, her little circle. But outside of that, how many people do you think follow her on, on Twitter? Not that many, actually. Not that many. According, if I'm on the right, if I'm on the right account, there's probably like seven thousand women named uh, Abigail uh, Clark. But uh, not that many here. So anyway, it's the the Ben Maller show on Fox, and we'll see what happens in the the twist in terms. This last week of July coming up. And then you've got a month ago, essentially a month ago, and before the Mayweather-McGregor rhubarb. Will anyone else attempt to get into a trash talk battle with Conor McGregor on social media? Absolutely. I, you think so? Yes. yes. You believe that will happen again? Even even though Draymond Green was a ball of goo by the time it ended, you believe this will happen again? Someone else will uh, will take the bait. Which sport will they be from? Hmm. He's going to be an athlete. Now it went up to three billion. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, you can never go wrong with LeVar Ball. I love how they're now breaking down LeVar's AAU coaching. He had a hissy fit over the weekend. It's front page news. I don't typically get earthquakes in Cleveland, but the ground is shaky around LeBron's kingdom. What to make of the latest speculation regarding the Cavalier franchise, which seems like it's imploding on top of itself. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. With rumors, fresh rumors, this morning about the Boston Celtics possibly being in play for Kyrie Irving. I'm sure that Cleveland will be happy to trade Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics. I'm sure they will accommodate that uh, unless they don't. But what to make of this Cavalier situation? Now, Kyrie Irving has not exactly walked back on the reports which came out over the weekend that says he is not happy in Cleveland. We know what we know, and what we know is not that much, that Irving wants to play in a situation where he can be the focal point, the X factor, and that he's not apparently the X factor with Cleveland, even though he took the most shots during the regular season. He wants to play alongside another star not named LeBron James. So when quizzed about this, the agent for Kyrie Irving would not publicly confirm nor deny the rumor, which tells you it is 100% true. 100% true, and so now the ball is in the Cavaliers' court. And that's the part of the story as we advance this that I want to talk about. You make the call. You are Dan Gilbert. You are LeBron James, the de facto GM in Cleveland. What do you do at this particular point? The better question is, what the hell went haywire How the heck did the Cavaliers end up knee-deep in a cesspool, which is essentially what they are right now? Uh, Now, there's there's two theories on this. There's two thoughts. One of them is glory, and the other one is machismo, right? And and, and we'll start with the, the fact that, A, Kyrie Irving has reached, it would appear, his breaking point. He believes that he is an elite NBA player, and that he he's not talked about that way. You don't talk about him that way. I don't talk about him that way. Why? Because there is a hurdle named LeBron. And the fact is that no matter what Kyrie Irving does now, no matter what Kyrie Irving does this upcoming season, it does not matter as long as LeBron is on the team. He is in the shadow of LeBron James. You go back to that NBA Finals when the, the Cavaliers came back from down 3-1 to beat the Golden State Warriors, Kyrie Irving was marvelous and played better than LeBron James in the final game. But you know, LeBron James is still romanticized, and rightfully so for his overall body of work. But essentially, Kyrie Irving has been the steward of King James Castle. That is the role that Kyrie Irving has played. It's hard to get the glory when you are seen as a servant of, For King James, and that is what Kyrie Irving is. Kyrie Irving has done a lot of chopping of wood, a lot of it in recent years, and he is certainly praised as a great scorer. I have noticed in in recent times, 
when someone says of a player that he's a great scorer, this is a derogatory term in the NBA at this point. It is the equivalent of in football when you say a quarterback is what? A system quarterback. That is a kick to the nuts when you do that. And it's it's kind of like Kyrie Irving is incomplete. That he, he does nothing else other than score. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's accurate. That's been the criticism. That he lacks versatility and that he can only score. And if he's not scoring, it's not like he can pass the ball. Now, the counter-argument is that he is being held back. That LeBron James demands the ball so much that Kyrie Irving and his role with the Cleveland Cavaliers is not one of being a, a real point guard because that's LeBron James who's got the ball most of the time. Now, the second part of this, as we talk on Fox Sports Radio, it is the Ben Maller Show. Some players are perfectly fine taking on that subservient role. For example, Miami, even though they had the big three with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade alongside LeBron James, the reality is it was LeBron James and then these other guys. But Bosh and Wade handled what was a less important role for both of them. Bosh had been the guy in Toronto, and Wade had been the guy in Miami, and they took those roles, and they accepted it, at least publicly, in Miami. They helped ride the LeBron James coattails, and they had a lot of success. But it's a different scenario now in Cleveland. You've got Kyrie Irving, who's got so much machismo, right? So he's very proud of himself, that he's not willing to do that anymore. And it's not just Kyrie Irving. The house of cards has come down, it would appear, because of ego. It's typically how these things fall apart. Eventually that day is going to come for the, the Golden State Warriors. Everything's great right now, but eventually that moment's going to come, the moment of reckoning, when everyone's like, hey, wait a minute, I don't get enough credit. I want more credit, and they're going to have to blow the thing up. That's likely coming with Clay Thompson being the first one to leave, but that's going to happen in a couple of years. It's not going to happen right now uh, unless Clay Thompson has a meltdown and says no more, no boss, which we do not believe is going to happen. But in the NBA, there, there's, there's two kinds of things. There's good selfishness and bad selfishness. Cleveland had the good kind for a while, but now the band has played a sour note, and it's a bitter note right now. Uh, everyone seems to be working with these hidden agendas. And I'm reading the tea leaves here. You're, you're doing the same thing. It's the six degrees of LeBron James. Everything revolves around LeBron James. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And from Dan Gilbert and the meddling ways in ownership, he also is upset. Dan Gilbert's like, hey, I'm the owner, man. Give me more credit. I'm the great owner. I'm Dan Gilbert. I'm the Quicken Loans guy. And then you got LeBron, who's involved in everything. And even though he claims he's not, we know he is, that he's the de facto GM, as we've said. And so for LeBron and the guys around him, his posse, they're not committed to Cleveland. They're like, well, we want to see what's out there. We want to see if the, the, the grass is really greener somewhere else, which it is most of the year, uh, except for a few months of the year in Cleveland. And, and the story now is about the fact that the, the Cavaliers' Kyrie Irving is unhappy because of the LeBron rules. He gets special treatment. He's tired of that. You can go all the way to Ty Lue, LeBron's buddy, the puppet coach of the Cavaliers, who certainly appears that he's in over his head, 
as the head coach, the the self-esteem, the self-importance, a major role in all of this, no matter the drama, no matter, even if Kyrie Irving is the problem child, they end up having to trade him. LeBron James, he said, I'm not waiving his trade clause, which is the most ridiculous story. No one asked LeBron James and said, hey, LeBron, we've got to trade to the Clippers or we've got to trade to the Knicks or the Celtics. We're going to trade you. No one, no one approached him about a trade. So it's an irrelevant situation. Now, the final thing on this, if, the, if I'm the Cavaliers, if I am in ownership and if I'm LeBron James, the GM for all intents and purposes, I would trade Kyrie Irving, right? I would. You can get a lot for him. And if he's not happy, if he is a tumor in the locker room, you trade him. I mean, this actually works out as a positive in the long run. We know how the Cavaliers were when Kyrie Irving was the X factor. He was the focal point. He wasn't very good. They weren't very good. Now, I know you can say, well, that's five years ago and he's better now. But the Cavaliers, a regular in the lottery when Kyrie Irving was the face of the franchise. So if you're going to make one last run, circle the wagons, as they say, and go for it with LeBron James, the theory is anyone can play with LeBron James and they'll be better. So make a deal. Make a trade. LeBron can bring one of his buddies in, whether it's Carmelo Anthony or someone else that he likes, and then they can go at it one more time. And as long as LeBron's there, even though he's past his prime now, once the playoffs come around again, you would still bet on them. You'd bet on Cleveland as opposed to somebody else. At this moment, as we sit here in the summertime in July and project ahead, But Dan Gilbert can see, if you look at the horizon there, he can look out at the horizon for his franchise, and it is filled with smoke. It is filled with ash. That's what's in the air everywhere for the Cavaliers. This is not a positive situation uh, overall. So what trades are they going to make? If Kyrie Irving, he had that list of supposed teams with the Knicks, which would seemingly involve Carmelo Anthony, Miami, uh, which does not appear to be a fit, assuming that the Heat aren't going to deal Hassan Whiteside. You've got Goran Dragic, who's okay. He's an okay NBA player. And someone like Justin Winslow. Does that excite anyone? Will that move the needle? And the San Antonio Spurs could always trade someone like LaMarcus Aldridge, who's not a bad NBA player. And maybe Danny Green, maybe they could get him in a Kyrie Irving trade. Minnesota would do everything they could to trade anyone but Andrew Wiggins or Jimmy Butler or Carl Anthony Towns. So it's a complicated situation. There's a lot of moving parts involved in this. And the good thing is we've got another a few days at least of nonstop Kyrie Irving trade conversation. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox, and we bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. So there's this this new um, viral thing, Eddie. It involves basketball, and all right. I don't know. Are you into viral uh, situations? Is it depends on what it the, is. All right. Uh, well, this involves drive-by dunking. There's a uh, uh, was this I don't the, know, the Danny Ainge video? Well, it's not just Danny Ainge. No. There's a bunch of people that have been doing this. It's the drive-by dunk challenge. Now, who started this? I don't know who started this, but it's all over the place. And yeah, you're referring Danny Danny Ainge, his kid, yeah, returned from a missionary and dunked on him, and he really dunked on him too. 
and uh, it just was like it was almost disrespectful. I mean, yeah. but that's uh, not my favorite one though. Oh, what's your favorite one? My favorite one uh, was, and I, I'm trying. I think it was Jalen Brown who like was driving down the street, and I don't know if this is staged or not, but he like drove down the street, and there were some kids playing basketball, and he drove down the street, he had a ball in his hands. He stops his car. These kids are a couple of kids are playing basketball. He runs out of the car. Uh, I guess he didn't even have a basketball. He took their basketball and then hammered, dunked, and then ran back into the car and drove away. It's pretty good, right? Were they? I mean, when you say kids, what are we talking here? Are we talking about children or well, like no, young they were, they adults? Were like, no, I mean, they, I, it's hard to tell how old they are. They looked like they were like early teens years, something like that. They were kids, but. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then I saw somebody sent me one where uh, this guy in like a I think he was in a Beamer. He got out of the car and he went to dunk on somebody's house and he broke their rim. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Well, you know, in the, in the internet world though, they'll yeah. like that because oh yeah, uh, it was very popular. You know, breaking the backboard or pulling a rim down—that's something that uh, they think is really cool. Yeah, some <laughs> people don't have their hoops weighted down properly, so. So who could get a surprise? Who started this? What are we? What are we looking? It, at? You know, I the first time I saw it, it was some teenagers yeah. filming on yeah. the internet, and then I saw Una Brown do it, and uh, Una Brown and some other NBA players. Now so. that that, that uh, Gilbert Arenas one, that's not real, is it? It looked fake. Yeah, it's got to be fake, right? There's got to be CGI, right? There's a a video. It's got to be. There's no way that's real. Uh, of uh, well, it is Gilbert though. <laughs> of uh, Gilbert, a, a kid. The, the the story was his kid was on his uh, was that a Bentley? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Bentley's driving by and the kid's on the hood there and he jumps off to dunk. No way, that's real. totally that is... real, like the old Kobe TV uh, commercials. Yeah, that's what a, that wasn't real. That's as authentic as you know what that that's as authentic as Michael Phelps uh, racing a shark. That's that's very similar. That particular video. I'd like to do a hashtag drive-by layup challenge because I could do that. Drive-by layup challenge. It's a good one, right? We should start that. Be very popular. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see you do that. I could lay it off. Why not? I uh, just watched the Gilbert Arenas sure, just one. Just like your first pitch yes. in Bakersfield. <laughs> well, I was through gas. <laughs> that that's real. I don't that, think that's. No, fake. come what? on, Coop. That's not real. What, what what makes you think it's fake? Just because it's a really expensive car. No, I don't. I don't buy it. I'm a. I'm a skeptic. I think this somebody's just trying to make fun of Gilbert Arenas. I don't know. Come on, Coop. Come on. No way. Well, the video doesn't look doctored or anything. Well, of course, it's well done, but it doesn't mean it's real. Wouldn't Gilbert? I don't see Gilbert in the video. Do you see Gilbert in the video? He's probably driving the car. Well, wouldn't you want? Wouldn't he, Gilbert's an attention whore? Wouldn't he put his face out the window? Look at me. No. Uh, he wanted his son to get the attention. Didn't he lose all his money anyway? I thought he had some financial problems, Gilbert. Not all his money, but I thought he took a hit, didn't he? He had some issues there? No? Uh, he, you know, brought some guns and solved the issue. No, I think that started the issue. I think that was, that was the, that was the oh, main oh, problem. Oh, yeah. gotcha. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox, if you would like to be part, we will go through a bunch of these phone calls and we'll uh, leave a line open for you. You can give us a buzz. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. Later this hour, coming up in about eh, 15 minutes or so, we will have uh, 
the odd man out. The odd man out. We'll get to that. But to write a book or not to write a book, we'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites in the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is a mystery to most. But you can follow him at Danny G Radio. Electric yeah. blanket, turn it all the way up and heat her out. Heat her out. Uh, heat, <laughs> H-E-A-T. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Dealing with all the anarchy, the chaos, the upheaval, the turmoil of sport. On a daily basis. We don't just stop and wait for the next NFL season to come around. No, 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 no. Although it is going to be here soon. We'll have exhibition football coming up before you know, which is not real football. It is exhibition football. That'll be here in early August. Right now to the phones we go and we say hello to No Condom Carl somewhere in the woods of Massachusetts on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Carl. Good morning, Ben. Hello. Good morning. Ben, I think you're missing the boat here. You're missing the boat, man. You got a chance to monetize something that I think is going on in Cleveland, and they're right up your alley. Yeah, what is that? Think about this for a minute. A little spin on what's going on in there. How about LeBron and Kyrie get together privately? Conversation. Nobody hears it. They have ultimate goals. So what they do is they start spinning things out there, what they call, uh, you know, what's going on out there. So ultimately get to where they want to be. And then you have already created this, and you need to copyright it and get it out there because aren't they doing the ultimate in the Maller maneuver? Oh, okay, wait. So you're saying that uh, Kyrie gets traded to Miami and then LeBron leaves as a free agent and goes to Miami and they recreate the magic in Miami? Is that where you're going with this? Well, not even that, but they're saying things so they can ultimately get what they both want as a, as a desired result. Just like you, you say something in a certain way that gets a desired result. Ultimately, the Maller. Maneuver. Well, listen, the Maller Maneuver is an award-winning uh, game show technique uh, that many people have tried to copy and mimic over the years. They have not done it nearly as well uh, as I have with the Maller Maneuver, so we know that. Uh, but, uh, Carl, I think... Cost? Yeah, exactly. Listen, you... I, think, I think, though, Ben, you're missing the boat because you get enough people saying it, it becomes real. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know how that works, but uh, I, I'm confused, Carl. Your call, your call is confusing me. Maybe it's my lack of sleep over the weekend that might be doing it, but uh, I feel like I'm missing something here. But it's probably me, perhaps it's you, but I think it's more me. No, no, I, I, I think if you think about it for a minute, there, there, uh, you've got something you can monetize here. Yeah. All right. But the other thing, Dan, is I'm a little confused on a drive-by dunk. Oh, okay, well, what's confusing? Guys r- drive down the street. They see a basketball hoop. They get out of their car. They dunk. What's uh, what's hard to Wouldn't understand? Wouldn't that be a, a random run-up dunk, not a drive-by dunk? See, if you're going to – a drive-by is when two guys are in the car, three guys are in their car, and they're driving by, and they shoot somebody, and they keep on driving. That's a drive-by. Yeah. This would be a random run-up dunk. 
But it, now uh, I've done uh, drive by <laughs> dunks where you're dunking, where you're driving along in the parking lot and you see the trash can, you get the trash in your hand and you dunk it while yeah. the car's moving. Okay. That's a drive by. Okay. Uh, all right. All right, I, I got to go. Thank you. Uh, I must go, though. You give me a headache. <laughs> so there's never been a drive-by shooter where they get, they get out of the car, they bam, and get back in. It, it's always been they just keep driving. That's always been the technique there. I know there's only about, you know, 30 minutes left of the show or so, but is it is it too late to say no more callers? Uh, oh, Coop wants to shut down the phone. No, it's not. We got to go to <laughs> We got Dick and Dayton, baby. We got Dick and Dayton, Mr. Cleveland Sports Aficionado. Uh, I hope he's okay. We're going to talk him down from the ledge right now. I know he's doing some soul searching as we speak. Uh, Dick and Dayton here. You are on Fox Sports Radio. I would like to. Uh, if I was any better, I'd be in Irving, but not Kyrie Irving. He's not happy. Dick and Dayton, I know you've done some introspection here. Uh, you're lost in thought. What What is going on with the Cavaliers? Well, you know, I say something, Ben. If he's not happy there, I mean, you know, let him go to another, you know, let the Cavaliers season go on. Let him go somewhere yeah. else. There you go. Uh, Eddie, uh, the, the leading Cleveland Cavalier fan caller, has announced – he is willing to get rid of Kyrie Irving to make sure he's happy. And I agree Coop, with can you. we get that out on Twitter? Yep. Tweet that out, Coop. Senior no. Cavs fan right. announces he's okay with Kyrie Irving's trade. Now, Dick, how many players would you like to get in return for Kyrie, or who would you like to get in return? Well, I would say I'd like to get a couple good players. You mentioned Carmel Anthony. I'd like to see him come back. You want, that would be good. Well, he's never played there. But you, you want to see Carmelo uh, in, in return. I know. What you, like a boomerang, right? He goes there. Right, and, yeah, I, right. I hear you. But, right. but, Dick, he's old. Well, you know, you know, they're going to have another good year, you know, I sure. think. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking they're good. You I, know. I hear you. It doesn't matter who they get as long as they have LeBron, right? That's all they need. Yeah. That's all they yeah, need. Exactly. All right, how many calls? Let's play the game. We haven't played this game in a long time. I okay. feel like we. this is the, the signature bit that we do with Dick and Dayton is, is this particular move. So I would like to do it now. Uh, how many calls has Dick and Dayton made to Sports Talk Radio the last seven days, the last week? So going back to last Monday – and remember, the Cavalier franchise going to ashes all of a sudden. Uh, and you've got the Cleveland Indians uh, who have kind of been prodding along here and not playing all that great. The Cincinnati Reds who have been terrible. And the Bengals and Browns getting started in football. How many calls has Dick in Dayton made? He is addicted to calling Sports Talk Radio. He calls Bob and Jim and Steve and... Billy and all these guys. All right, I will go first. I will say Dick and Dayton has made nine calls to sports radio in the last seven days. Eddie. It's a pretty high number, Ben. Yeah, um, pretty high. You know, Dick is a man of many talents. Uh, you know, he's got uh, the Lowe's thing going there, and he's got the Kettering Banjo Society. That is right. He's been busy lately, so I'm going to say only five phone calls. Okay, only five. Danny G. Ben, I'm going to say he's made one solid call per day. And you know I'm undefeated in this game, unless I'm not. That's incorrect. So seven. I actually have the most wins all time of this game as well. Uh, now, Koopa Loop, the legend, the myth, the fairy tale of Dick and Dayton. How many calls has he made the last seven days to sports radio? I'm going to go with five, Ben. Five. All right. You agree with Eddie on that? So we've got two fives 
a seven and a nine. You listening, you lock your bet in. Dick and Dayton, reveal answers, reveal answers. Eddie and Coop oh, 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 yeah. wow. How about that? Wow. Handing Danny his first defeat. An Damn. upset Unless right we there. Five oh. calls to sports radio. All right, remember, Dick, when you call those other guys, say, I was talking to Ben and Eddie and, and Danny and Coop. Remember that, I yes? Always talk, I always tell them. All right, I can't nice. wait. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, there he goes, Dick and Dayton. That was a good goodbye, wasn't it? Man, I'm I'm glad I came up with the idea of picking five for these games. <laughs> yeah, right, jackass. All right, we will get to the odd man out. If you want to play the odd man out, call now. This is a call to action. We need a game show contestant. There is a golden ticket on the line. We'd love to have you be the one that has a chance to win it. We'll get to that. More of the other phone calls as well. We'll get to it all in 60 seconds. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. We'll play the odd man out coming up in a couple of minutes. You can be part of the show. You know the de- the drill. You know the deal. Let's go to Frank, who's in San Antonio, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio's Ben Maller Show. Hello, Frank. Hey, Ben, uh, you think the Dodgers, now that they're going to go to the playoffs, you think they, they have to add an extra arm on the pitching staff? Let I'll me, give you my opinion. I, I, I know what age arm you want them to add. I know the age of the pitcher you'd like them to add, yes? Uh, yeah. A nine-year-old girl. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> I, I, you know, Frank, it was, it was all right the first, like, 70 times that you did it, Frank. But at this particular point, you know, you might want to change up and throw a curveball every once in a while. <laughs> That's the great thing about Frank in San Antonio, consistency. Right? You know what you're going to get with Frank. A cheesesteak Al is on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Hello, cheesesteak Al. Is this the authentic cheesesteak Al? This is another eight-year-old carpet number one in your heart, Ben. Cheesesteak Al. Oh my! Oh my God! Where have how you? Many years? Where have you where been? Have I, how, how many? Uh, seriously, how many years has it been, cheesesteak Al? Well, I would say my last call to you and your crazy partner you had back then. What was his name? Uh, Joey. Oh no, Dave! Back Who? Then. Yes, Dave? Dave. yeah, Dave. Yeah. I would say 1999 or 2000. Oh my! God. Now, Al, I've been doing radio uh, except for six months and 26 days ever since then. Like, what happened? Where have you been, Cheesesteak Al? What, what, what? You know, you know. Listen, I was heavy on the radio in the 90s, and you just get burnt out. You know what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, you you said- know, I was part. I was part of that regime in the 90s. I hear radio. Got off to it, you know. It was hot in the '90s, right? Yeah, well, yeah, we were, we we owned it. We dominated the '90s. Now we suck now in the 2000s and the 2010s. We're terrible. But back in the '90s, we <laughs> we did good radio, Al. Cheesesteak, Al. We did. It, we did, it, it was yeah. classic, buddy. It was classic. Yeah, yeah I got but you. Anyway, I just I just wanted to check in. Wow. I was in. I'm driving. I'm actually driving to Vegas. Oh, I cool. Think, let me. I listen to you from time when I'm on the when I'm on the road oh, late well, at night. I'm, I'm glad but, I, I'm glad you're out there, uh, Cheesesteak. Does, does does the mayor of Poway call you? You know, I have not heard from the mayor of Poway, uh, and I've not heard him call radio in a while. I, he he has called me, but he hasn't called me in years. It's been a long time wow. since the mayor checked. Wow. Yeah, so. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, all right. Out, all right. Be, be safe. Where are you at in the road to Vegas? I've made that trip many a time. I'm actually on the 210 East getting ready to get on the 15. Oh, okay. You're, you got a ways to go, buddy. You yes, got a ways to go. Uh, be good, Al. Call again, man. I'm in. Uh, best look at that. All right. Every 18 years, like clockwork, uh, me and Cheesesteak Al catch up. Fascinating. And when Cheesesteak Al gets to Vegas, he's going to need to catch some sleep, right? And Cheesesteak Al, legendary caller from the 90s to Sports Talk Radio. I read that extreme sleep deprivation can actually cause your brain to start hallucinating. And you'll experience many of the symptoms that are very similar to schizophrenia. That's right. So you, you need to get sleep. You, you don't want to go a long time without sleep. You need to get quality sleep. And I recommend the sleep number bed. You've heard me talk about my experience with sleep number and how well I sleep, my sleep number setting is 50. Now, my wife, she's at 40. She's a little lower than me. Uh, now, my friends over at Sleep Number, they have introduced the most amazing bet ever. It's the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed designed to keep each of you, you and your partner, effortlessly comfortable for your best possible sleep. And like all of the beds over at Sleep Number, the 360 smart beds, They allow you to choose your ideal firmness. Now, what does that mean? You get support on each side of the bed. There's no compromise. Like if you like a bed that's a little firmer and the person that you're sharing time with likes their bed a little softer, you get what you want. They get what they want. Everyone's good. You're happy. They're happy. We're all happy. Uh, And so now is the time to do it. This this new bed also has the, the top technology. In fact, it's the responsive air technology. The bed will sense your every move. Check this out. This is like when, if you're an old fart, when you were a kid, they used to tell you about stuff like this, and you said, well, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. You think, oh, that's just BS, Hollywood stuff. This bed senses your every move and will automatically adjust to you so you stay sleeping comfortably throughout the night. They'll even heat you up. Uh, it'll gently warm your feet. How about that? Help you fall asleep. They'll pre-warm each side of the bed. So it's just right for both of you before you get in. There's a bunch of other great stuff here as well. It is time you meet the bed that can only come from Sleep Number, the 360 Smart Bed, and that's the only place you're going to find it. And right now, as a special incentive as well, you can save on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds plus a 2016 Queen C4 mattress, which is just great, now only $1,299. Save $300. Visit any of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. You can visit sleepnumber.com. Find a Sleep Number store near you. And when you do that, tell them Ben Maller sent you. Hey, Maller Militia. You think you can spot a mistake? Teams that have won an NBA championship. Lakers, Pistons, Heat, Clippers. Wait a minute! That's not right! What's wrong with your Clippers? See if you can spot the one that doesn't belong during Odd Man Out on the Ben Maller Show. Let's do it. The Odd Man Out, and our contestant is in the great state of South Carolina, and that would be Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, what's up? Welcome in. You ready to do this, Chris? Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, All right. What do you do for a living, sir? Uh, I drive a truck. You drive a truck. Oh, very cool. Now, are you working right now, or are you, you done with work? I'm grabbing some coffee before I go in. Oh, you're good. just starting. All right, look at that. Yeah. That's that weird time of the day. You're just starting your day. All right, very cool. Well, the odd man out, I'm going to ask you a series of multiple-choice questions, Chris. The answer is there somewhere. You have to get three out of five right, and you win the game. Now, the way this works is you've got to find the one that does not belong, okay? Okay. You, you understand? Okay, very simple. Here we go. Let's start with question number one for Chris, the truck driver. Having Now, what kind of coffee do you like? What's your favorite kind of coffee? 
<laughs> just uh, milk, shit like that. All right, just just the just the regular uh, just the regular coffee there. Okay, I didn't realize. Yeah. I understand. Well, so like my wife drinks coffee, but it's pretty much just like ice cream, you know, coffee flavored oh. ice cream. You know, it's it's Starbucks. They have that. All right, let's get to yeah, it. Yeah, no, this is just regular. I got no you, man. Problem. All right, uh, these here we go. Question number one: These NFL players will be with a new team this season. We're looking for the one that will not be with a new team this season. A. Randall Cobb. B, Jamal Charles, C, Brandon Marshall, and D, Adrian Peterson. Uh, Randall Cobb. He's going to go with Randall Cobb. Is that correct? That is correct. Good job by you. Randall Cobb is the odd man out. He is going to be back with the Green Bay Packers. Let's keep it going. Question two for Chris having his morning coffee in South Carolina. Clayton Kershaw has earned a postseason win against these teams. We're looking for the one that does not belong. A, the Chicago Cubs, B, the Washington Nationals, C, the St. Louis Cardinals, and D, the New York Mets. Which of those teams? The Mets is what you said, yes? Yeah. All right, uh, that is incorrect. It's actually the St. Louis Cardinals who have really messed up Kershaw's mojo. He has beaten the Mets before in the playoffs. All right, so you're one and one. You got the first one right. The second one did not get right. We move on to question number three. The okay. And this is for Chris in South Carolina. You got to get two more right. These NBA oh. players played all 82 games last season. We're looking for the one that did not play all 82 games. A, Carl Anthony Towns. B, Draymond Green. C, Jeff Teague. And D, Jamal, Craw- uh, Jamal Crawford. Uh, I'll say Jamal Crawford. You gonna go? Uh, you sure you want to do that, Jamal Crawford? Yeah, I'm sure. All right, he's very confident in his answer. Is he right? No, that's yeah. incorrect. Uh, the he did play 82 games. The one that didn't is Draymond Green. Draymond yeah. Green. All right, so we're one and two. He probably figured it's a Clipper. Didn't play all the games. No, no, <laughs> no, no. He wanted to give the Clippers love. That's what he wanted to do, and I respect that about him. It's a good job by you, Chris. All right, question number four. Here we go. You got to get this one right. Still have a shot. You're staying alive. All all of these guys have been NFL commissioners. Again, NFL commissioners, all these people. You got to figure out the one that has not. A, Pete Rozelle. B, Faye Vincent. C, Roger Goodell. And D, Paul Tagliabue. Faye Vincent. He says Faye Vincent. Is he right? That's right. And we're tied up. It comes down to this, the seminal moment for Chris in South Carolina. One question, you get it right, you win a golden ticket, and you tell all your friends you you won a radio game show, you get it wrong, you forget about this, and you don't tell anyone. All right? All right. All right, here we go. Question number five. We've got to figure out the odd man out. These Major League Baseball players have won multiple MVP awards you got to figure out the one that has not won multiple MVP awards. A, Frank Thomas. B, Albert Pujols. C, Cal Ripken Jr. And D, Ken Griffey Jr. This is a tough one for the win. I'm going to go Cal Ripken Jr. You're going to go Cal. You sure you want to do that? I think so. I think I do, yeah. All right. He's going to go with Cal Ripken Jr., the Oriole legend. Is that right? 
No. It was a junior, but it was Ken Griffey Jr. That was the answer we were looking for. Well, Chris, uh, we thank you for playing. We have a nice parting gift. We'll give you a a flight to nowhere and a, a <laughs> lifetime supply of nothing. Uh, so you have That's that. Great. And, uh, and And I hope you have a good day at work. Be safe out there. Thank you, Chris. Uh, all right, take care. There he goes, Chris in South Carolina, having his morning coffee. There you go. Very nice. So we'll have Cowboys Corner and a brief conversation with the doc. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. So there's a rumor that Les Miles' name uh, came up for Ole Miss. This fake news or real news? Uh, there are are mixed feelings on this. I, I believe there's something to it because the Mad Hatter, uh, as he's known, uh, eating grass and uh, other things that make him unique, the old LSU coach, he's 63 years old. He's going to be 64 in November. So if he wants another gig, you can't sit out too many years. At that age, you can't sit out too many years. And the Ole Miss job is in the SEC. Les Miles was known as turning out a ton of NFL players while he was at Louisiana State. Uh, and he gets to, he, he would be able to coach in the Southeastern Conference. I think there's a lot of reasons for him to be interested. One of them that would not be a reason would be the uh, the fact that the NCAA is snooping around. There's going to be some, some sanctions coming down. And uh, TMZ overnight also, as we uh, pivot over to the book world says that it is most likely not going to be a book deal for OJ, that most publishers will not be offering a book deal. He's too toxic, and the last time he got a book deal, it was a disaster, and they're worried. They're so sensitive about backlash, no OJ book. You bummed out by that, Doc Mike? No. Yeah, I want to say hello to Eddie, too. I tell you what, Ben, you drop dead, you got a perfect replacement for your show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Doc, you think that's going to happen anytime soon? Should I be looking out for that? Should Eddie prepare? No, I... you know, you lost all that yeah, weight. Yeah. You were doing the pineapple smoothie. That's you, right, you... <laughs> pineapple smoothie. Uh, Cowboy John Brad in, in Windsor, Ontario. Yeah, 5.52 a.m. Eastern Daylight <laughs> Time on Monday. July 24, 2017. Barry Bonds. Today, uh, Slash was 52. Yesterday, congratulations to Open uh, winner Jordan Speed. And uh, one of my favorite boy and golfers, uh, Champagne Tony Lima, died in a uh, plane crash at age 32, uh, 51 years ago. Got a murder, got to go. The day before that actor, <laughs> uh, Montgomery Cliff, died of a heart attack. That was July 23, 1960. Uh, this guy's a terrorist? And, of course, Inspector um, Cluso Peters. Uh, Sellers died uh, 37 years ago today at age 54. Speak to people tomorrow. Who needs the obits? You just have Cowboy John Brad that'll check in. Uh, Thanks thanks for bringing up golf, by the way. uh, Out out (laughs) kick the coverage. uh, Warming up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit. 
and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 